Hey, yo, what's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the Road Podcast, special edition, late night special edition late right night. now. Um, <laughs> Very late. You got DJ Crooked, DJ Neva. Yo, what up? DJ Eddie McDonald, special guest host tonight. Right. And then we got um, Jamie the Great. Yeah. But well, no, no, over here, D Miles. D Miles. I wanted him here. here. <laughs> I wanted because he was in the corner, fucking smiling and laughing. But now he's too good for the little people. You can't do him. D, I could have gotten you covered. Here. Nah, bro, he could. No, he need to get his ass over here now. <laughs> uh, he's off it too. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He might. He, he might get his ass uh, over here. Yo, I don't even know if he needs an introduction. Give we got we got Fat Man scooping the Thank you. Um, number one, I appreciate. I, I thank you for even giving me the um, the the platform. Yeah. And I know this sounds crazy, like it's a you know, like you got to give equal time to each politician. No. Um, but I was deeply hurt uh-huh. by what I heard within the Scissorhands in episode. the Scissorhands episode. Yeah. You know. Um, and I felt like, you know, when. You say those things and make those accusations. Mm-hmm. This this is this is not like Big Boy or Sway or something where it's just regular people. This is a podcast for DJs. Yeah. yeah. So now you are impeding on my ability to earn because I look in the comments and I see all these dick riders talking about, oh yeah, fuck Scoop and, uh, and I was there and I no you weren't. So all I want right now, I'm only asking for a couple of things. I'm asking for a fair chance to tell my sto- side of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm asking for respect, and I'm looking for full transparency. Okay. Yeah. Because when I wasn't here, right. there were people saying, you yourself, like he said something about, um, he jerked me, and you're like, oh, that's foul. Mm-hmm. Cool. I can live with that. Right. But we have to have the same transparency when I go around this room and say, DJs, right. let me ask you a question. I need the same transparency from everybody in this room that y'all gave him. That's mm-hmm. all I'm asking for. I just want a fair, a fair platform to discuss my issues right. and be mm-hmm. real about it. I mean, you, you, you got, got it. it. You okay. got there you got it. So man. I'm gonna I'm gonna start because and I'm gonna s i am going to I had to write notes. Okay. Because as this is happening, people are hitting me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're like, yo, what the fuck? Like, let me just start by saying this. Sis is like herpes. Okay. <laughs> he, he, anytime I get a decent look, he fucking comes right back out. <laughs> you can point to every look I've ever had. Yeah. If it's hot, he's out. Come <laughs> on. Listen. Here's another thing. For every DJ that's out there mm-hmm. that's listening to this podcast and saying, Scoop, you full of shit or whatever, I'm not asking for you to believe me. I'm just asking you to do your homework. If you want a dick ride, if you want to be on somebody's side, I'm not asking you to be on my side. Just all I'm asking as I break these points down, mm-hmm. do your homework as a DJ. All right. So I know you got a list of points. I do. And I want to get into a couple of questions. Oh, hold on, hold on. Listen. Yeah. Listen, bro. Yeah. After I run everything down, <laughs> I want you to ask me everything you got. Well, I mean. Because I, I need to get this out first. Okay. Okay. And then listen, if you want to ask me whatever you want, and in you know, Jesus' name. And you know what? 
uh, Scoop just flew in from Ibiza. I, blew, I flew in from Ibiza. By way of a Heathrow in, yeah, uh, in, exactly. in, in the UK, in the United Kingdom. That's so a 14-hour flight. 14-hour flight. You didn't need to come here. You could have went straight to New York. Yeah, but listen. You know? I believe in, I'm a guy that believes in the power of the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been on the radio 15, no, 20 years. Yeah. Between Hot 97 and my own my own syndicated show, it's been yeah. 20, 20, 21, 22 years. Yeah. Look, I respect the game. And I will even say that you guys in this room taught me something. And here's what you taught me. As I start to do my new podcast, because I'm going to do a podcast myself, I'm going to go back to my ignorant radio days at Hot 97. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I'm going to just be talking wild <laughs> shit. Um, I learned that if someone makes an accusation in the room, you have to be the devil's advocate and say, wait up, hold on, mm-hmm. this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a good example. came in one day and said, you know, I had an interview and he was talking about Dr. Dre. Yeah. But I never I never said nothing back. Right. Mm-hmm. For all kinds of purposes back then. Right. I just shut the fuck up. I was like, okay, let me just hear what the fuck you got to say. But I fucking come in and said things about, what well, everybody has something to say about somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I now have to say, wait up, hold on. I can take that information, but I have to say, listen, as devil's advocate, what would so-and-so say if they were here or but boom, 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 or whatever? Right, right. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. Mm-hmm. It's just responsible journalism. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I learned. And, and look, I'm years into the game, and I can say that I learn something every day. So, right. I, you know, I, I, I give that up. So first things first. I, I mean, to you, go, you, I, you can almost say that we didn't do that. Is that what, like Yeah, I'm saying, saying you that, didn't, but still, yeah. still, we all learn something every day. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. I didn't do it myself for 20 years. So who the fuck am I to come here and beat you down about it? I'm just saying we all learned something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. No harm, no foul. Okay. Um, the three hours that I had to take to go through looking this over and watching it down, honestly, were like fucking some of the worst moments of my life. And here's why. I, number one, had to hear him say a bunch of fucking nonsense. That's number one. Yeah actually turned my stomach to hear it and just for you for 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 everybody's knowledge out there mm-hmm. i love scissor mm-hmm. he's a different kind of dude he's a fucking whatever he's different but i love him and i was down to just keep it in the back but when you take it to a public forum like this mm-hmm. you 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 now number one you're fucking with my ability my ability to make money and you're fucking with my reputation Mm. And the one thing that I can say to anybody in this room, y'all can go do just go do your homework. Look up on me. Look about look at how I do business with people. Just go and do your homework. You don't even have to be on my side. Just do your homework. Um, I had to make a document. Literally, I fucking made a document wow. because I wanted to make sure that I touch on everything. And I'm going to start from the beginning. So, Sis said. I'm I'm a dude from the Bronx, and that is not true. I'm from Harlem, New York. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm. I come from Schaumburg Plaza. I actually lived on 109th Street and Fifth Avenue, which is like the edge of Harlem into Spanish Harlem. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I I hung in Schaumburg Plaza, which is right across the street on 110th, and I also hung up town in St. Nick Projects, 
And then I also hung on eleven ninety at eleven night on eleven ninety nine side on First Avenue, which was Cameron. So you were you and, were on the east and west. And so on the east and west. Yeah. So that's how I knew Dame Dash right. from being young from the nine and all that. And then the way that I and I'm gonna talk about this right now, the way that I got into the business, like I was a rapper. Mm. So I used to hang in St. Nick projects in a in front of a building called two twenty five. On the second floor, there used to be a guy making music every day, fucking, and we never knew what he was doing, but we used to rap, right? This guy's name was Teddy Wiley. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Teddy Wiley. Building 225, again, do your homework. Um, we were the rappers of the, of the, of the um, neighborhood. I was, I was a rapper, and I had a crew of DJs with me. And they were really, really, really fucking good, like competition DJs. You, some of you out here may know them as the X Men. Yeah. So my DJ. That's West Harlem. Yes. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. My like, DJ was my DJs were Sean C, mm -hmm. who went on to be. I went to uh, high school with Sean. Okay, so Carter Hayes. I went to Hayes, bro. Oh, that's fuck crazy. out of here. Oh, yeah, I, just, wow. I was, I was, crazy. I was two years old. Yeah. Oh shit! So, so come on, I know all. Um, <laughs> who was in there? Who was in there with you? Who was in there with you? Um, Mashburn. Yo, Ma no, Mashburn was in there with you. But who was who? Who did Sean oh, fuck with back then, That's man? Crazy. So amazing. Um, um, your man was. He was down with Dame Dash. Gary. Gary. Big Gary. Gary. You know what I mean? <laughs> big Gary from from Temp Street. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else was in there? I, I'm. The names are not coming to me wow. right now. Uh -huh. Um, but. I was in there two two years ahead of you, oh, so I was shit. a senior. I was in four F when you were like in two, wow, whatever the fuck. Man. Okay, wow. right? Yeah, um, <laughs> this amazing. is amazing. Yeah, listen, everybody's connected in one in one way or sure. another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Sean C was my DJ, who I actually wound up getting him an internship. He went on to to um, A and R Records and Loud Loud Records, Mob Deep, Wu Tang, all yeah. that stuff. Then we had another DJ that was my second DJ named Steve D. Steve D was the world DMC world champion, all that kind of stuff like that. Um, then things happened between us and Steve, and he went off and he was doing his thing with like Michael Jackson and just big shit. And then we had one of the kids in our crew, like was was one of the younger kids, young at this time, like 11, 12, and he wanted to be a DJ. And we were like, well, fuck it, like you know, like he he. We went to his house and he was practicing on like two fucking stereo kind of fucking yeah. shit your mother used to use. That that guy became DJ Rock Raider. Rock Raider, yeah. Wow. Rest so, in peace. Rest in peace. I was thinking about Ray yesterday. I, killed me the day that he got he he died. Just all the nonsense. But the name of this collective was called the X Men. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then uh, later became Execution. And then la yeah. later, Rob Swift came in, mm -hmm. Sinister. All these guys came in. Um, Doctor Butcher. And I know Boogie Blind. And too. Boogie Blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So they all came in and it yeah, became yeah. the Execution. Shout out to Boogie Blind. Yeah. Shout out to Boogie Blind. Shout out to all of them. And, you know, because I talk to Rob and them all the time and stuff like that. So I was from Harlem. At that time, the biggest rapper in Harlem was Dougie Fresh. Mm -hmm. So because we had put our crew together as like a, a, like a copy of them, we actually wound up getting, because we, we were really good, we wound up getting in that Dougie Fresh system. So we knew Chill Well, and Chill Well is the one who took us under the, under the wing and taught us everything, and we basically copied our whole shit after Dougie Fresh. And I was the Chill, rapper. Chill Well was Dougie Fresh DJ. Yes, Chill Well was Dougie know. Fresh's DJ with DJ Barry B. Exactly. So we copied everything that they did. Um, 
so that happened, and and then I got a I got a I got a, a contract at like I was like 16, 15, 16 with Teddy Riley, with wow. GR Productions, wow. Wow. because Markel Riley, which was Teddy Riley's brother, mm-hmm. which created was Rex in effect, they knew us as the rap niggas. So they were like, Teddy, yo, they're dope, they're dope. This is this is when Puff was driving in the fucking driving into St. Nick projects with the cabriolet. This is like the the real paid in full eighties that you hear about, right? Yeah. Um anyway we got the deal, whatever we dealt with Gene Griffin and Teddy Riley and whatever. Everything happened. We never came out with a record. What was the name of the crew? The, the name of the crew was Three with Soul, actually. Three with Soul? Three with Soul, yeah. We never came out with a record. Um we came, I, uh but we were with Redhead Kingpin, of mm, course, yeah. um, Rex in Effect. I'm not going to say I taught Akil how to rap, but I gave him guidance. Akil mm. from Rex in Effect. I gave him guidance about how to do it. Like, you know, I didn't say, yo, I fucking taught him how to rap. He taught himself how, how to rap, and he did a good job at it. Um, but I had a hand in that. Was he the bald one? Um, they were all bald. He was the lead yeah. rapper. He was the lead. Oh no, Brandon, God bless the dead. Brandon had curly hair. He was the pretty boy. Yeah. Um, but he was the lead rapper. Akil was the lead rapper. Shout out to Akil. I love you, bro. Um, what happened was I so so that you understand because he just said I was a rap promoter that was giving people the records. That's absolutely a lie. Um, I was a rapper. The deal with Teddy Riley and Gene Griffin. Teddy Riley broke away from Gene Griffin. It was over. Chill Will took us to Puff. And Puff, at that time, I was rapping hard. Like, I was trying to, you know, like, I was rapping hard. I mean, what was your style as a It was rapper? like, a, I was rapping hard. Like, like Rakim or anybody of that day. Like, hard, what you, what you would call hard rap then. So, Chill Will took us to Puff. Me, Sean C., and Steve D. at that time. And Puff said, yo, this is dope. I'm down to sign you. Let's rock. Let's do it now. This is like right at the time. He was still at like, uptown, he was still at Uptown, right? yeah. but mm-hmm. he was making the transition to Bad Boy. It was like right before he got fired. I remember, I remember, matter of fact, it was in Uptown because I remember going in the, going in one of the rooms and Mary J. Blige had two like puffs, <laughs> like, like back then, like, you know, like, yeah. and that Ma- Mary's a fucking icon. Like yeah. she yeah. didn't even put a record out yet. You know, so I was just walking by, hey, how you doing, girl? Like that kind of shit. Um, then Puff said, I want to sign you, but here's what I want to do. And again, DJs do your homework if you think I'm lying. Ask Puff. He said, yo, I want to put you in a suit and tie. And I want, uh, first I want you to rap hard for the streets. Then I'm going to put you in a suit and tie and let you be for the ladies. Who did that person Big. wind up becoming? Big, Big, Big yeah. Yeah. He had that idea from the beginning, man. Wow. Listen. Biggie wasn't for me. I wasn't supposed to be Notorious B.I.G. But that, that that's like the heavy D. The heavy yeah, the D formula. The heavy D formula. I learned early that although I knew the killers and the real niggas from my hood, I wasn't no killer. So if you rap and you do that, but you're not a killer, eventually... They're going to test you out in the streets. Yeah, they're going to pull yeah. your card. They're going right. to pull your card. Mm-hmm. So when people see Fat Man Scoop, I don't care if it's a gangster, a killer, a politician, whatever, they all start going like this. No matter what. <laughs> Fat Man Scoop, Cook McClan, because I'm known for that. Yes. <laughs> but what if I was the guy who was acting like a gangster? That's why when you have these guys that talk tough going into Cleveland, going into Texas, going into wherever, you got the niggas from that town that's like, oh, you real? 
let's see how real you are. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have that. But anyway, so that happened, didn't work. I didn't I knew in my heart that I couldn't do it, right? So I came back to we came back months later, maybe two months later, with a different demo. Now I'm getting into my real shit, what I really feel in my heart. Sounded like De La Soul, some experimental shit. Puff said to me, Yo, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> the fuck is this that you giving me, man? He said, I can't do nothing with this. I said, yo, Puff, I don't feel the tough shit in my heart, man. I just don't feel it. I said, listen, how about I do something else? And he was like, I said, can I do something like in the business? And he was like, you'd be great for record promotion. And I was like, what's that? He said, yo, man, you, we give you the records. You go to the radio station. You talk to the fucking guys, and you get the record on the radio. You funny, all that shit. It'll work. You can do it. Come down on Monday. So I bet I'll be down here. During that weekend, Diamond D, Joe Kirkland, went to Hayes in my year. Yeah, exactly. So now I go to Diamond D, and I'm like, yo, bro, you know anything about record promotion? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, listen, chemistry is a small label. I think I'm going to get kind of caught up in fucking, you know, Uptown getting fucking coffee and shit. I said, can I come down to, to chemistry? He said, yeah. That was uh, part of Mercury, right? Yeah, Mercury yeah. Records. But there was, chemistry's a small label. Yeah. Five people in the label. Mm-hmm. He said, come down. I'm going to introduce you to my, my dude, Dow Lockhart. Who was on that label? Um, Diamond D. Diamond D. OG. Yeah, okay, um, okay. Poison Posse, which was like fucking, um, I don't remember. But it was a bunch of fucking people okay. in there, right? So I go down there on a Monday, right? This is, this is like a little while later. This is as I'm working and stuff like this. Now I got a little job or whatever because my mother's like, listen, I love you with the rap shit, but you're going to have to do something to get some money. You can stay here, but you got to do something. I went down to the, I went down to the job. I, I, I went down to chemistry. My man put, he said, Diamond said, you're okay, you're good with me. You want to be an intern? No problem. There were a bunch of interns in there running around, calling chicks on the phone, trying to show up and shit. I had a kid now, because this is a little further down the line. I had a kid. So now I'm saying I got to do something to right. my kids coming. Mm-hmm. My kid's on the way. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 um, the guy, Dow Lockhart, gave me 27,000 CDs to open because he had made a typo mistake. And he gave me, you ever seen them fucking artists, those artists, um, Razors, then it's like a triangle. Mm-hmm. I, had oh, yeah. to, I had to open up like 27,000 um, things. It took me like about seven or eight days doing it. Like, because I would go, I would work from seven to three. I would take, uh, instead of instead of going to lunch, I would take the lunch hour off, take a shower, and run down the um, chemistry records. I did it anyway. Long story short, he said, oh shit, you, you will. Um, sweep the floor. All right, cool. Whatever. They had me doing a bunch of shit. One day he said, Here's a list. Call all these people and make sure they got the record. Mm-hmm. It was like the fucking D list. Did it. Did it. He said, well, call them now. Call them. And I got to know all those people. Then he said, here's the C list. So call those motherfuckers. I, I, I ain't got no time for them. Did the same thing. Start killing it. B list. Same thing. Then he saw me. Like, I'm doing it now. He said, I'm going to give you some of the people on my A list, and I'm going to focus on, like, the real, real dudes. I did it. Next thing you know about... Five months later, this is five or six months of sleeping four or five hours a day because at that time I used to live in the Bronx with my girlfriend who became my first wife. I fucking was killing it, killing it, killing it, and I got a phone call from Albie Ragusa, a Tommy boy. 
Now, at this time, Tom, he was the fucking man. Like, he was the fucking man. So to get a call, he was the guy who was doing all the shit on the back of the source. He was the fucking man. So I said, hey, man, what's going on? You know, what's happening? He said, I want to offer you a job. I said, well, how you going to offer me a job? I'm a fucking intern. He said, I know what you are. I, I, I followed up on you, but here's what I know. Every time I call a DJ in all the markets, I say, well, who the three people you just talked to? Your name was on it, and you come in to work at 3 o'clock. I want you to come. Well, met, met um, Tom Silverman, met Monica Lynch, and gave me a job, and then I ran the rap marketing department. I ran the rap promotion department, and I was under Albie with Goose and Marketing. Can you briefly explain exactly what you did? I'm going to explain yeah. that because Sid said he's just some guy that fucking just hands out records. No. What I did was I went to the Funkmaster Flexes, the Big Boys, the fucking uh, Big Tiggers, the whoever, who's who, the Friends and Wongs, the Friends and Wongs of the world. Friends and Wongs. <laughs> I went to Franny, like I've known Franny for God knows how long. And my job was to, bef to befriend them, to have a relationship, and use that relationship to get my records played. It wasn't like it is now. Like, motherfuckers was happy with a t-shirt and a bandana. It, it, it's not like that. Like, you can just give a motherfucker a t-shirt and just, oh, I'm down, and let's, let's, let's roll. Um, that was my job, to make sure every DJ had it and played it. And... I was really, really good at that shit. Mm -hmm. So what happened with Tommy Boy, so you understand, I was breaking the fucking records. I broke all of Coolio's records. That Fantastic Voyage, I broke that shit. I broke um, Total. Give me all the chicken heads from Chasadina to me. I made sure that shit got broke Damn. on the radio. Um, Naughty, I broke some of the later Naughty by Nature records, some of the later De La Soul records because I wasn't there. That I came at the second end of their career. Mm -hmm. So I was the guy who knew all of the radio DJs across America, and that was the precursor to Fat Man Scope. So I wasn't just some fucking guy giving out records. What happened with that was, and, and, and I'm going to just say this and we're going to move on, I wound up, because I had my own style, my own lingo, and my own way of doing things, it was infectious mm -hmm. in, the, in the office. So Tom Silverman and Monica Lynch had an idea. They're like, yo, fuck that. Put him on the back of the fucking thing. So what they did was they were almost making me the star so that when I got on the phone with the DJs, they were like, oh, shit, it's the fat man scoop is on the phone. Let me fucking take the call. Because that was like another level of power. So I mean, I'm, I don't know if it was the Rocksteady Park Jam or something, but I did see you, and I was I was a youngin'. Yeah, you, you. And I said, yo, and I would just yell, Tommy Boy. Yeah, because yeah, I was synonymous yeah. with Tommy Boy now. And I remember you from the source, being in the back of the source magazine yeah. with Tommy yeah. Boy. Yeah, so I, had, yeah. That, I did the golf one, I did exactly. the basketball yeah. one, yeah. and everybody was laughing at the label except Albie, right? So they all like, they were calling, my, behind my back, they were calling me a fucking mascot. I'm good because I know what I'm going to turn this shit into. And I I fucked around and then I got to the point where they didn't know what to do with me. Because now I'm, if I would if I would have wanted to rap, I would have been an artist. I was like close to fucking, I just never told them I rap. I would, I could have been an artist. I used to, now when it comes to. Well, why, why is that? Well, I'm going to tell you, let me just break this down. Yeah. I bust my ass doing that job at Tommy Boy. I used to work like. Anywhere between 12 and 20 hours a day. I would open the office and close the office. So one time we were in a meeting and Tom Silverman pulled out a pie chart. And he was like, this is the car service. He was like, 
this, like this one little sliver, 1% is everybody else. He said, the rest is Fat Man Scoop. And they all started laughing, like clowning me. I said, let me break something down to you. When y'all go to the, to the, to the, to the uh, ADT system, who's the first one in here? I said, when y'all go to the ADT system, who's the last one leaving this motherfucker at like one in, in, one in the morning? And I'm going to the clubs. Then I'm going to my house, and I'm waking up early enough to go see Ed Lover and Dr. Dre in the morning. So who's doing that here? The room got silent. They were like, yo, we're going to buy you a fucking car. But I wound up leaving before that happened. Um, I don't know what the being on the back of the source would be the equivalent of today. What would, what would be the equivalent of that? That's well, a that's a good that's a good thing, man. Yeah. I don't I don't know. What would the equivalent of that be, man? I mean, I would say the source signified hip hop. So if you if you were in hip hop, you had to buy the source. You had to buy it. So it would what, be. What, what would the media equivalent of that shit be? It would be something like one of those like social media, like the Shade Room or yeah, I'd be nuts, like the face know? of the fucking Shade Room kind or some of, shit a little like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like that's wild, but wild. that's what it would be. Or you'd be complex, I'd be something. I'd be like fucking hype beast or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck it was, that's right. what I would be. <laughs> but um, so I got that, and so then I wound up doing that so much. I was at Hot ninety seven every day, promoting records to Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, and making sure Dre spins the records. I was there so much that my language and my style rubbed off on them. So they would be saying, oh, my, my excuse me for spitting, brother. I don't want to spit in your face. Okay. <laughs> I, I know Sizz was spitting too. You're just in the spit position, bro. <laughs> you're, just in the, you're in the position for getting hey, spit. Yo. Sorry. Yeah. It, it is like, don't Pause. sit in that fucking chair. Let him sit in there. Um, I, got, I, I was at Hot 97 every morning. Mm-hmm. So my language and my ways were rubbing off on Ed Lover and Dr. Dre. So they would be like, get at me, brother. Right on, brother. Dynamite. Ch- solid goal. Right on. And that got the attention of Steve Smith. And that's how I got the job at Overnights on Hot 97. So that's the truth. Damn. Some real shit right there. That's yeah. amazing. I remember your Overnight show. Yeah. I, I used to curse. I used to do everything. I was, like, a, I, was in a t- I was working in the toll booth on the New Jersey Turnpike. That Look at that. That's a blessing. Look at where you at now. No yeah. toll booth. No fucking toxic gas. No hair. No, no hair. hair. <laughs> that's probably because you were out there fucking inhaling all that shit. Um, so I'm going to go on to how, how I... Came to deal with Riz and Sis. So, okay. from Sis, Sis says that you you met up with Riz at the station, right? Okay, so here's a, here's a yeah. story. Riz is a legend in this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, back then, there was no, there was just Hot 97. It was the only station on the planet playing music. Other than that, you had college radio. So college radio would be the 97 of now. Or, or, or like, you know, that's all you had. You had uh, P-Fine. You had all these guys with a stretch and barbito. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you had Wild Man Riz, um, Wild Man Steve and Riz. Yeah. Riz was a DJ. Because I was the radio guy, I knew Riz. Mm. Right? Scissor didn't know that because he was over there doing whatever he was doing. Um, I was riding home one day, and I heard DJ Scissor, hands, Crooklyn Clan, DJ Wiz, Crooklyn Clan. Now, this is around the time that I'm thinking about making this record. And I said, well, who the fuck is DJ Wiz? So I run in the, I, I go in at 12 o'clock, and I'm like, yo, Flex, who the fuck is Wiz? He says, it's Riz. Let's get the fuck out of here. I call Riz, and immediately, 
That's how it's set, it gets set up. I meet them in front of a church in Canarsie. Scissor says, yo, say something. It's like, what the fuck you want me to say? He said, fucking say hands up. And I was like, hands up! And he fucking, he fucking went berserk. He was like, we got our own fucking sample machine. I went back the next day and we started working on what became hands up. Riz at, I mean, Scissor at 9.28 in this thing, at least on my clock, he said the first demo was trash. He said you brought a demo in, yeah. When I tell you that that fucking demo was the worst fucking thing that you could ever hear in life, it was fucking basura. It was fucking garbacho. It was fucking terrible. He said he wanted. He said he would give ten thousand for the for the demo. I would give fifty for that. Damn, I would give fifty for someone that had that demo. What was going on? What were you doing? I just didn't. I had listened to "Let Me Clear My Throat" by DJ DJ Cool. Yeah. Who shout to DJ Cool? He is like a father to me in this. But he was kind of rapping on that a little bit, right? But but. Cool was like a father to me on uh-huh. because he's the first one that I heard do that. Now I knew how to do that kind of shit, crowd participation because I grew up in the Dougie Fresh right, system, right. Yeah. so I already knew what the fuck I was doing. Like I'm gonna put out some videos in a couple of weeks where I'm performing and you're gonna see me fucking grab the mic with one hand and like I've been doing this shit for a long time. Right, right. Um, I had the Dougie Fresh training, but I couldn't put it together the right way. That that song. It's so fucking terrible that if I had it, I'd literally fucking have my head. I, I, I wouldn't. I'm scared to even hear it. That's how bad it was. Damn. So I knew I needed the sound. I knew I needed the sound. Like I, when I, you I, say the sound, you, you. I just knew I needed something different, and I didn't. Number two is another thing. The kind of person I am, yeah. I didn't want to rip off DJ Cool. I wanted right, to do right. my own shit. Um, so I mean, do you kind of? I didn't want to copy. I didn't want to copy Cole, so but, I wanted my own shit. But do you credit that? Because Scissorhands' main point was that you guys put it, like, obviously, you guys put it together. Like, that was your mm-hmm. sound as a collective. As, yes. A collective. Yes. yes, 100%. It yeah. was your voice, but it Bro, was their direction. Of course. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Of course. Nobody could ever take that from Scissor. Right. No one ever tried to take that from him. But he's in here acting like a fucking maniac. <laughs> um, so... Like I said, I have respect for Cool because Cool is like the father of Fat Man's school. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you've got, you've got Dougie Fresh and Brucey e. B and Love Bug Starsky with the bomb did it, bomb did bang did bang. Those guys are the great. Those are the grandfather of Fat Man's school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you have DJ Hollywood from Harlem, yeah, of who is the first dude to go in a spot and. You know how we do sets for two hours? He was the first dude to go in for an hour, kill it, and fucking do it. He was the first one rocking the mic, even before Cool Herc. Now, I'm not, I, I, I look at him and Cool Herc together. They just, it just happened at the same time. Hollywood probably didn't get the recognition that, that Herc did. And Herc deserves every fucking piece of recognition that he's got. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't I'm, I don't I just know that those two things were happening at the same time because I was schooled by Hollywood and I read the book. Mm-hmm. So I understood what was going on. Those those guys without me, there's no fat man school. At ten twenty five and my my thing, Riz I mean Sis said that we wrote the records together and he's a hundred percent right about that. Mm-hmm. There's no no doubt about that. I wrote the chance, I would voice them, and then we would arrange them. Sometimes they told me one thing, I took one thing from them and what, what And he he said like you would was it, was you, it three you times. would just repeat it like four yeah, times? Yeah, that's exactly hundred percent right. Like I would say, hands up, hands up. 
hands up, hands up, and then they would take it and they would do whatever the fuck they do, quantize right, right. and mm-hmm. whatever. Because you always say fucking quantize. He would run that fucking word in the ground. Right. Um, and then and then what would happen is they would come back and they would put it together the way they wanted. And then I would come back and we would literally argue to like fuck you and you. Everybody was getting motherfucked about the arrangement of the song, like of and, when the beats came in. No, no, and just how what sample went here. Maybe right, they right. maybe they took hands up and they put it over at the end. I was like, no, it got to be at the front or it mm-hmm. got to be at the break. And, and we would just do like that until we felt it was right. And that's how it happened. Absolutely, it was a three man effort. Period. Absolutely, unequivocally, it was a three-man effort. That's a fact. And then, what was the feeling you had when you when you heard that sound for the first time? It was amazing. Like, like I felt a blessing. I was mm. blessed. But you knew you was it was some shit. I, you never know. It's the shit. Like, you think the man that made Rocky, din, 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 din. you think he came out the studio like, yo, this shit is going to be yeah, but, an I mean, anthem for... You, you, you must have known yeah, when you, you heard know, your voice on that yeah, shit. Yeah, but you never really know. You have an idea, but you never really know what's Because in your be. head, y'all were just fucking around. Yeah, we were just doing our shit. So I'm going to get back to... Oh, so, so, so you have an understanding of why I even became Fat Man Scoop on, a, right. on this level. This is why I became Fat Man well, Scoop. Well, I, I, I'm bringing this up because I also want to emphasize the fact that that I, assist, like, I know you're here to clear things up, mm-hmm, but I 100%. also want to emphasize the fact that there is a love and there, it was like an amazing was, thing that you guys put together. Listen, you know listen, what bro, I mean? Bro, and, this was past amazing. This was like a Jesus moment. That's why I get upset because of the way things happen. Right. But I'm going to delve into that. and I'm going to deep dive uh-huh. into that in a minute. Yeah. The reason that I became Fat Man Scoop was not because I wanted to fucking do this. Here's the story. When you are a radio promo guy, you get to know people. Yeah. So you get to know all the DJs. You have a relationship with them. My brother was going, wanted to, he was in high school. He had grown up during all this time I'm working records, and he had wanted to go to college. He wanted to go to Hampton University. My parents had money, but they didn't have real money mm-hmm. to, to spend 50 to break 50 off to do this. So I heard DJ Cool let me clear my throat, and I was like, fuck, I can do that. That's crowd participation. Fuck it, let me do this. And that's how I went to them and did that, right? Mm-hmm. The only reason I even ever made those records was to get enough money to put my brother through school. I was like, if I can make a record and make $500 a show, I can do 100 shows and I can put them through the first year of Hampton University and my parents don't got to worry about it. Long story short, I did that. He went to school. He got out of school. He went on the road with me for two or three years. He went to Cardinal Hayes. He went to. He went on the road with me for two wow. or three years. Mm-hmm. He said, you know something? I want to be my own man. I got him an internship at Razor Sharp Records with, with RZA. He left there. He went to TVT with um, Theo, right? He went there. He did the internship. Got a call from Def Jab. Him and Steve Carlos got hired at the same time to become the promo department. They became the promo department. He befriended a guy named Rick Ross who had a record called Hustling. They fucking got had a great relationship. Loved each other. He said, "I'm I'm I'm starting something called Maybach Music. I want you to be the president of Maybach Music." So my brother's name is Young Sav. I don't know if any of you guys know him, but his name is Young Sav now. Uh, he did that for years. Ross doesn't have a situation anymore yet, so that kind of 
went to the side. He has his own artist named Flip De Niro, who has a huge song. Right, song. And I'm gonna go into that real quick. Right. So now he found that kid. He manages that kid, and now they getting ready to take it off because it's on Khaled's label. So when I first came out with Be Faithful, I was a promo guy, but I needed another guy to help me. It was a guy named Chris LaMonica from Loud Records, and he helped me take that record all around the country, and we worked it. And that's why that record became a hit, because people said, oh, shit. I was telling people, yo, I'm doing this to put Kendall through school. They were like, what? You're doing this to put your little brother through? We, we know Kendall. Cosby Kendall was like, yeah, I know little Kendall. And they heard the record. They were not only is this shit dope, but you putting him through school, we helping him, gone. Kendall turned around and did the same shit with DJ Khaled. So when Khaled's early records, Kendall and Khaled were, were the ones who moved those records around. And that's why he got signed to We The Best, because Kendall was part of like his Khaled's team, basically. Mm-hmm. So they all came around a circle, and all my blessings... I put my, I got my brother through school. I got him to a place in life, and that's why Be Faithful, Hands Up, and all those records are big. It ain't because of Scissor Hands. It ain't because of the radio. It's because it was done with God's love, man. I, I did something for somebody other than myself, and that's why this is moving twenty years later. Facts. Shit. It's real shit that I'm just giving you. I know maybe nobody give a fuck about it, but it, it means a lot to mm-hmm. me. So when SZA comes up here and say this kind of shit, I got to come and say what it really is. So anyway, the first person to play them, because he said the first person was Ted Dillinger, maybe in the club, but the first person to play that record ever was Flex on the radio. Back then, they, we used to have acetates. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got the acetate from the pressing shit, and I took it to Hot 97. This was the hands up record. Flex got the acetate direct from the facility. I fucking gave it to him and I said, I maybe I'll play it in a day or two, whatever. I gave it to him early in the day. That night I heard Where my niggas I said, Oh shit, Flex is playing it already. So I never had a conversation. I walked in, I walked in at twelve o'clock, like I didn't know what the fuck happened. I didn't say nothing. Next day, where my niggas at? The next day, the day I, like, for five or six days, because he's the only dude with it. Right. Then I get the test pressings. I put the test pressings in the air booth. If you ever been in Hot 97, there's an air booth, there's a big table. I put the test pressings in there. The shit was gone. I said, okay. Fuck. All right. My, I never forget my man Jerry, a.k.a. Nobody. He called me one day. He was like, yo, this shit is booming in the streets. This shit is booming. And if you listen, like like Sis said, the production was crazy on that because there was a dude named Petey, Petey Mix, and he mixed the record high. He mixed the record high. I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but he mixed the record high. <laughs> Who the fuck mixes records high? <laughs> Thank you, Petey, in Jesus' name, but you mixed the record high and you know that. Who, who mixes records high, bro? Who the fuck the, No, there's probably many of people that yeah, mix records high. Nah, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. More people than you fucking know that mix a record high, right? Um, so then, later on, SZA, in this interview, SZA says that they never asked, he never asked for permission to sample, sample any of these records. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. 
because I was the one who would ask for permission. Being that I was on Hot 97, I would go to the label. Not, I wouldn't go to the label. I would go to the artist. So I went to Buster first. I said, yo, Buster, I'm going to use your shit. Yeah, all right, whatever. Remember, it's Hot 97, only, state, only station in the format in the country. Mm-hmm. So whatever we wanted to do, we did it, right? Yeah. You had that leverage. We had that leverage. The set, beef, um, um, where you at? I, I didn't go to DMX. I went to Mike Kaiser at Def Jam. I said, yo, bro, I'm going to use this. Yeah, do your shit. Be faithful, I went to Puff. And I was like, yo, Puff, I got this record. Now, this is Puff at Bad Boy now. So now he's sitting behind a table with fucking, it's all glass diamonds in the table. It's like, it looks like a bunch of glass diamonds, like fucking a big table, like just diamonds like that. Yeah. I go in with the dat and I'm like, fuck your, fuck your, your basketball. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, so I go and I say, yo, bro, this is the demo of the song we got called Be Faithful. We sampling Faith Evans. We sampling love like this. So he takes it and Puff go, okay. And he puts it in the fucking dat machine, right? And back then there were two ways. The whole time the records were bing, 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 you got a hundred dollar bill. He's just like, yo, give me some fucking salad. Like, you know, like, yo, what the fuck you doing? Like, you know, like, just general puff shit. Delegating. Yo, I told you it's fucking Thursday. And all I doing, all I doing the fucking two way. He's like doing the two way everything, right? So, I take it out. Now I got my head down. So I take the dad out, and I'm like, well, what did you think? And and Puff was like, yeah, yeah, man. I walked out, and I was dejected. I was dejected. I couldn't believe. He made me think that that was the worst fucking record in the history of records. Three three or four weeks later, I'm I'm, I'm working at High 97 Midnight. I get a phone call. Now, in the radio, when you ha- when you work in radio, you have a hotline, which is for artists. You, I mean, you have a warm line for artists, and you have the hotline for artists. Then you got some other shit. That's like the owner. If you get that fucking one, you, you might as well just pack your bags and leave. The fucking third line rings. I'm like, oh, shit. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. What the fuck? I, I was cursing. I know I was cursing. I fucked up. Right? I pick up the phone, and it's Puff in the club. And you can hear in the back, you got a hundred dollar bill, get your hair big. You can hear all that shit. And you can hear the crowd roaring. He said, yo, Scoop, this shit is crazy. It's fucking crazy. I said, yo, bro, you you told me it was garbage three weeks ago. I don't give a fuck. It's hot. And then you hung up the, he hung up the phone. And that's oh when I God. knew, that's when I knew that Be Faithful was going to be some shit. Wow. That's when I knew, that's, that's when I knew that Be Faithful was going to be some shit. And... Like I said, we never. I just asked for permission like that because we were the most powerful outlet. And I had a, I had a, a, a pro, a program director named Tracy Cloherty. And Tracy Cloherty, if you fuck with any of her employees, she will shut you down. Like she'll, she'll take all your fucking records off, off from her label off, and that's it. So we had a lot of power that we were yielding at that time. It's crazy. Wow. So um, same. Yeah, this is this is real shit. So. Like, like I said, I told y'all, you know, my brother, and I want to say this, my brother being young Sav and getting ready to start his own dynasty, he actually comes from the Crooklyn Clan tree. So I got to give that up. Because no fat man scoop, no Crooklyn Clan. 
I mean, they were doing their own thing, and I was doing my own thing, but it wouldn't be Fat Man Scoop, Crook McClan. It would just be Crook McClan. It would be what whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Together, we created something that took my brother to another level, and now he's doing it. So inadvertently, he's part of that tree. You know, like, he's part of that tree. Um, he, you asked him who were the force behind the chance for Be Faithful. Mm-hmm. And everything he said about Be Faithful was 100% correct. Um, well, he said you wrote a lot of the the kind of ad libbing. Nah, talking I wrote stuff. the chance, bro. I wrote the okay. chance, and that's a fact. Like you can go ask Riz that. I wrote like I wrote all. I would bring all the chance, and then they would be like, "Okay, this don't work. This don't work." Yo, how about saying this? And some of the chance, like the majority of the chance that I wrote, we would use, and some stuff they would do. Right, I right, wrote right. the majority of it. Be faithful. I had had everything written down because these were like these were like. Things that I had said in the club and it worked. Mm-hmm. So back then it was like Sammy Z, Club Hollywood, Tipped Ins, all that shit. If you from New wow, York, you know yeah, that shit, right? Yeah, this shit. is like this is like <laughs> I haven't heard yo, that. bro, bro. I'm I'm young, but I'm old too. Like I gotta fucking <laughs> give it up. The hundred dollar bill was the playoff of the Benjamins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you got a hundred dollar bill? Get your hands up, all that. Um, single ladies make noise. Chicken heads was something I said. In the, all the chicken heads, be quiet. I used to say that in the club. Off of fucking hands up. Mm-hmm. Um, whoop, 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 whoop was just Jay-Z sample. Um, engine, engine number nine was Scissor. That was him all the way. That was him. He was like, yo, we got to put this shit in here. I was like, okay. Um, um, hey, ho, was because of my love of Naughty by Nature, which is a whole nother story, man. Me and, me and Naughty by Nature got, like, History, bro. But um, from being from me working at, Tommy they saved my life, man. They, I was gonna get fired because I was on the road with them, and I said something against Tommy Boy, right? And when I came back from the road, I was in Houston. When I came back, everybody was looking at me weird. I was like, "What happened?" They said, "Yo, you went against the label, man. Yo, they've been talking about you all day." So they were like, "Yo, you gonna get fired?" I went and got my box and I filled my box up with my shit and I was like, I gave everybody a pound, my man Brian Adams, Tom Brock, Montez, all the, uh, Mike Betchy, Victor Lee, all the people that I worked Victor in promo. Lee, uh, man, Vi- I know yo, Victor Lee, Lee, man, Victor Lee, Mike Brock, Montez, Mike Betchy, I mean, Tom Brock, Montez, Mike Betchy, all these guys are the guys I came up with, so you know, they were the ones who taught me all with right, the real so you used shit. to give me my promos it's, on Fridays. Exactly. Go, go exactly. Rhythm, go hit, exactly. You know. He... They were gonna fire me. I got all got all my shit and I put it in a box and I was like, I was just waiting for the call. I called Tretch back then. There was no two, there was no nothing. Like you had to beep somebody and they called back or whatever. Yeah. And Tretch called back and because he knew it was my code. I said, yo, man, listen, I love you. Thank you for everything you did, man. You've been real. You've been one of the realest motherfuckers to me ever. I love you, man. He said, Why are you talking like you're fucking dying? Mm-hmm. He said, cause they, they're gonna fire me. He said, Give me five minutes. Hung up the phone. Said, Give me five minutes. I hung up the. He hung up the phone. I got a call, and Tom Silverman called me into his office. He was like, "Listen, they just told me that if you get fired, they're coming down here with all of Newark, and they're gonna throw rats Jersey. in here, and they're gonna fuck people up in here. Jersey they're gonna in the fuck building. people up in here." Says so. You're not getting fired today. <laughs> Good move, right. Tom. So here's here, here's what's gonna happen. You are now in charge of anything naughty by nature, because right. obviously he fucks with you. He don't answer all phone calls. He don't do nothing. He's you're in charge of naughty by nature now. Wow. If we need anything, we deal with you. 
And then the man wrote me a check. I'm not going to say how much he wrote me a check for, but it was a bonus. Wow. And you put it in my pocket. I went back to my room. I said, what the fuck just happened? So, yeah, <laughs> what, what would have been a, a termination actually was an it was, upgrade. It was a fucking was, upgrade. It was a pr- promotion. So, yeah, yeah. to this day, when I see Tretch, I have nothing but love for him, wow, KG, and, and Vin. And well, just, well, just in case our listeners don't know, Tom Silverman is the president of owner Tommy of Boy. Tommy Boy Records. Yeah, yeah. owner of Tommy Boy Records. And then, so what is it that you said? Or what was it? Were you like, do you remember what I you said? I don't remember saying? what I said. It was like something like they were arguing with the label, with Tom Silverman or whoever whoever it was. Steve and you were signing with And I was signed with them because, I, you know, again, I believe in right and wrong. I don't play the... That kind, and that's kind of the reason that me and Sis don't see eye to eye because I don't play. I play from a right and wrong place. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got back, they were firing my ass like a cheap pistol. My fucking <laughs> code for the ADT didn't even work. I said, "Oh shit!" Uh, yeah. When the code for the ADT didn't work, and I had to ask the lady, I said, "Okay, I'm fucked. I'm fucked now." <laughs> so I, then I knew it was real. Then I was walking through the hallways, and I looked like it was like I had the plague. Wow. He said, yo, I said, man, I love you. I, like, I was saying all kinds of shit, like, like, like I'm walking to death row. He said, yo, just chill. Got hung up. Tom Silverman hit me, come to the office, because it was a, before email, there was something called, I forget what the name of it is, but it was an inter-office shit where you could hit people and let them know because the office was huge. He said, listen, you are now in charge of Tommy Boy. You're not getting fired today, but you're in charge now. Because he won't talk to us, he won't fuck with us, but he told me, if y'all fire that man, we're coming down here with Newark, Newark, New Jersey, and we bring in the rats with us. Because they would take the rats and throw it in yeah, the, that, throw it that, in Tommy Boy. They would do that shit all the time. Fat man, yeah, I want to ask you a question. I heard that back in the days. Yeah, when, facts. when they got into beef with, um, nobody by nature got into beef with the label. They'll come into the office with rats yeah. and throw it in the office. Yeah. It's snakes. Snakes, and everything. <laughs> so that fucking, is fucking, fucking, fucking <laughs> National Geographic. Real shit. Real shit. No so shit. to this day, when I see Tretch on site, like I'm going to see Tretch in um, November at um, R&B Fridays, um, a concert I'm doing with me, Salt and Pepper, fucking Usher, Lil John, like all kinds of people with shit. Naughties on there. Where's that at? It's in Australia. Oh. oh. Um, so... Okay. So whenever I see him, I always got love for him. When naughty, when you roll with naughty by nature, you roll a different way. So here's the deal: you, if you are out on the road, we don't give a fuck if you publicity, marketing, rap promo, anybody. If there's a fight that happens and you don't swing, you're getting fucked up. I remember we were in a club in Houston one time. And a dude, you remember when Tretch used to wear that big fucking chain? The chain? Yeah, 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 yeah. And a dude said like this in Houston. He grabbed it and he grabbed it and he looked at it like, fuck is this? Tretch was standing flat footed and he said, boom! He, from a flat foot, like, bang! He hit the dude, the dude fell out, and as he was getting knocked out, they dragged him out the club and <laughs> threw him outside. <laughs> Real shit. Wah, so, wah. we can go through this. Any, um, so yeah, I want to go back to the- and there was no draft for be faithful like he said. I never sequenced the records. I never had anything to do with that. They did that. So there is no one better in this business that can take Fat Man's group vocals and make them something than Scissorhands. Period. There is no one in this world that I trust more with my vocals than Sis. Well, that's what period. I want to. I want to get it on that because period. He, he was he was saying that you would you would call him in to do vocals on other people's records. 
Um, some uh, well, no, because that, that's we weren't even together really like it. That but he, I mean, he, you remember when he did mention that you would you would get nervous in the studio or you were why more would comfortable? I be Mike shy? I was fucking a rap already. Like, but that's what I don't I'm know saying, what he's talking about. He like, I, this is what he said. Yeah, he so. said it, uh, when. Uh, when t- you had to go work with Timberland, then he, they had he to didn't even know Timberland. He wasn't even there. Go do the chronology. He wasn't even there for that. Oh. That was way after. I, again, DJs, do your homework, man. Somebody go on social media and ask Timberland if, if he even knows Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. It's a lie. He wasn't there for the beat nuts either. A lie. Don't lie, bro. That's all I. My problem is we, we don't met. don't lie. He sat up here and told y'all yeah. that there was a twenty thousand dollar check for a movie. That is a lie. It was an eight thousand dollar check to be split between four of us for what movie? I'm gonna get the movie right Sa- here because I have the last dance. No, no, it was no, no, another no. movie. It was the uh, office, 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 office party. Yeah, office party. Yeah, right, right. Now, no, now, yeah, there, now there yeah, may yeah. have been there may have been maybe some residuals after that or airplay or you know ASCAP or sound exchange, but the deal was for like eight grand. I don't need the front. Look, so what? They gave me eight grand. It's a fucking record that has forty-two different publishers on it. Wow! You know what that is? is, that, is that, that's, that's a 40, fact. Forty-two wow. people. Imagine us getting forty-two people in this room and try to get them to agree on something. Right. Mm-hmm. So our cut of that was eight grand. I'm not gonna sit up here and say, "Yo, twenty thousand check. That's a good check. You know, thirty-five dollars shirt." No, it's eight thousand dollars. Be scoop, a man. Tell the truth, man. Scoop, who was the fourth no on it? Huh? When you said it was split, was it your brother was the fourth no, no. or no? Uh. The four people were me, Riz, Sis, and Mark Petricone of Eight. Oh yeah, Rockets. yeah. Oh, okay. Right. And this is where we we go. Now we're starting to get into it. Mm-hmm. The success of those records were me, Riz, and Sis, but it was also Aviate Records. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They, they and that's why that. in the contract, I I have. For, it, it was cut cut into four pieces, twenty five percent each. But we're gonna get into that, okay? So how did I'm gonna tell you how I knew the record was a hit? Be faithful. I knew the record was a hit because of the vinyl and the air booth test. So every day, every time I put out a record, I put the vinyl in the air booth. <coughs> so DMX, where you at? It took about three or four days for the fucking vinyl to go. Like it was slow on where you at. It was a cool record. It was good when. Hands up. When I put the record, when I put hands up out, the vinyl was gone immediately. Mm-hmm. I put another one there, vinyl gone immediately. I put another one there, vinyl gone immediately. That means that Jazzy Joyce, uh, Coco Chanel, Flex, you know, Cypher Sounds, enough, they all had grabbed it because, you know, it would be in there during the day. Yeah. So when I came back at night, I said, okay, this is a good record. It's cool. I put the vinyl out for Be Faithful. That shit was gone by the time I came back. I said, okay, okay, oh, fuck. I went in my car and I got another vinyl, another box, like 50. The next day, I waited. It was gone. I got there at 10 o'clock. I said, fuck this. Let me see something. I went and got two boxes of vinyl for the next day. That shit was gone. I was like, okay, something, something is right about this, man. When it was like 12 or 13 weeks into the record and Jazzy Joyce was playing it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that was just the moment that I knew that, that, it was big, right? Um, again, I mean, you, so you you were instrumental in getting that record out to the DJs and bro, getting that out to the public. Here's 100%. the here's the facts. Yeah, that record would have been cool 
it would have been them Fat Man Scoop records would have been good if they did them. They would have been solid records. Yeah. But when you know every DJ in every market that is the difference maker, that is the flex, the friends and Wong, the fucking Big Vaughn, the Big, Big Boy, the fucking LA Leakers, when you know every DJ and they fuck with you and they play in this, that's what made it happen. But I want to say this. That is what gets it on the air. The real reason that those records go is because of you guys. Yeah, It's the guys that nobody knows. The guys that do the wedding. The guys that do the fucking bar mitzvah. The guys that DJ with 50 people in the room. Mm-hmm. The guys that are over here. The guys on the fucking uh, on the fucking cruise boat. The guys here. The guys that... It still works. It's still right. to this day. But, yeah. that, sure. but, but, but that's... The flexes and the franzins and the... And the and the and the LA leakers and the and the DJ AOs and 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 the DJ Envies they make the record out there, but the little guys that you don't see that's the fucking army. Yeah. So you guys made this happen. We got it out there, but you made it happen, and that's 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 a fact. Damn. Bottom line. So I will say, Save the Last Dance was a big check. Now here's, why, here's why Save the Last Dance was a big check. Here's why Save the Last Dance was a big check. Because they made a deal with me where I redid the vocals. They oh, took they another beat and put it on there. So now we don't have the 42 people on our back. Yo. So we got cut a check. In Jesus' name. We got we got cut a check for that. Um, Sis said in the interview that they, quote-unquote, taught Mark Petricone a lesson, right? Yeah. With Thug Anthem. With Thug Anthem. Yeah. 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 So let me, so that right there, during that time, is where the problem started. Here's why. He didn't go into detail on that. So I'm going to go into detail for you. They had a contract with Mark Petricone. Where they got paid a certain amount, I don't know how much it was, but they were supposed to deliver like five records for that money. They gave him the shit. And then when it came time for Thug Anthem, they took that and ran with themselves, with, with it. Mm. Keep in mind, I'm a, I, I, had a, I had a contract in 1516. I knew about contracts. Like, and, and Sean C and all of, them, all of them will tell you, Steve D, when we were negotiating the contract when we were kids, they wanted to sign it. I was like, no, bro. We're not signing this shit till it's right. Gene Griffin wouldn't give us our GR jackets and all that shit because we didn't sign. I was like, fuck that jacket. I'm not signing this till it's right. Then I went and worked at a real legit record label with real legit um, business affairs people, marketing people. So I knew what was right and what was wrong. Just like I said to you a while back, I'm not about with Naughty by Nature. I lo- almost lost my job because it was an issue of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. That's where I, li- I live in that place of right and wrong, period. Um, so that's like you. You giving me $100,000 to do four records. I give you the bullshit ones. Then when it's time for the fucking heater, I take that off on my own and just do my own shit. Yeah. What part of the game is that? What part of the game is that? Now, you can say what they, they had issues with Mark on their own. So I'm you're not, saying that's what I'm they not did. discussing it. Yeah, that's what they did. It ain't, it ain't, he just sat, he sat there and said it. They taught Mark Petricone a lesson. Yeah. What was the lesson? Well, what they was told, the beat, hold on. Then one of you said, 
You got the Wright brothers from them, right? I got it, yeah, from You Viz. didn't get it from ABA, right? No, I got it from Viz. Okay, so that means that they had a deal to deliver these records, but when they when they had the heater, they didn't give it to him so he could recoup his money and move. They did it this, themselves. So what part of the game, I mean, since we all DJs and we all asking, is that fair? This is it. No, nah. listen. You can say what you want. We dealing with transparency. So what, no, no, I'm just try, I'm, I'm, so, I'm taking it all in right now. So what you're trying to say is that they got a contract and they knew that oh let's just give them a bunch of bombers and then yo Thug Anthem this is the joint. We're the gonna, contract uh, stands for what four songs or whatever. Did they give it to him? I don't know. It was during that time. Did they give it to him? No. To, no. to Mark, they didn't give it. So they, they, they should. They should have gone. They should have gave it to Mark. What's right is right, and what's wrong but, but, is wrong. But, but, but why did they want to che- what was the teach lesson? him a lesson? Okay, what was the what lesson? Was, the lesson? They, was he not paying them? They what, have, what was, they you know had issues with him that, that they said they, that he didn't pay royalties and all that stuff. Right. But I'm going to, now this is where I'm going to take you to record, record Company 101. All of these records are stolen. Will we agree with that? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. As far as the, They're yeah, all the, sample the records that right. are stolen, right? right. Mm-hmm. Which means that... If a record company comes to you and decides to sue you, they're going to sue your pants off. Mm -hmm. So with me, coming from a real record company, when I sold the record to Mark, I sold it. Because he is accepting all of the risk on this. The liability. All the liability. So I'm going to give you a good example. I'm going to give you a good example. Mark Petricone gets a letter from Arista Records saying, we are going to sue you into the 14th century for fucking Be Faithful. We're going to sue you into the fucking depths of the abyss. (laughs) Mark Petricone runs to me with this letter because he's in New York at this time. He said, look what the fuck I got. I said, don't worry about it. Let me handle it. I go and give it to Puff. Now, we all know Puff. Puff gets the letter and he's like, he looks at it, the letter like it has fucking 48 heads. And the first thing he does is get on the phone. And he's, a, I say, yo, Puff, I got this problem, man. Fucking Alice is trying to fucking sue me. Like, what the fuck? So he gets on the phone. And now he's motherfucking everybody. Yeah. I don't know who he is, who's on the other side of that line, but he's, he's seriously motherfucking everyone, okay? Then, then... Calls L.A. Reed, who at the time is right. the top of Arista. Mm-hmm. Yo, three hours later, I get a phone call from Arista from Arista Business Affairs. Uh, we didn't know. I, I, I'm sorry that I did in Jesus' name. Uh, I would plead because Puff say, "Who the? What the? Do you understand that this guy's on Hot 97? He's a, like he just went off on them. Wow. But what if?" That wasn't the case. Right. Yeah. Mark is over. Same oh, thing. If Puff wasn't there yeah, to, if, to same thing happened. Yeah. Same thing happened with fucking um Electra Records. They were gonna sue him into the fucking dark for, ages. For Buster? For for uh, uh. for um everybody on the line outside. I think uh, it was yeah, that, yeah. that Flip was the one that I did, I did yeah. a record off that something happened mm-hmm. and they were gonna sue him. I made the phone call, same shit. My man, I forget his name, um, he used to work at Tommy Boy with me. He was the head of business affairs over there. And he called me, he said, yo, Scoop, I ain't know this was you. Boom, 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 boom. And we talked it out. It was cool. But that call came in. Yeah. So 
How do I allow a man to accept all the risks yet not get the reward on a stolen record? If it was a record that was that we had made, you better pay me every cent I, you owe me. But you can't do that. It's just regular record company business that you can't do. So you didn't get you didn't get royalties from you do get royalties. No, but see now we get royal we we would get royalties on when Death Jam did it and that's a legit yeah. song. Okay, so which is the legit all the, uh, all the bases, So yeah. all the all of the Aviate records, right? Mm-hmm. All the party breaks right? that before it, the Def Jam took over the licensing or something like Correct. that, right? The, you guys just got a one-time fee. Well, yeah, yeah. And then everything else that was recouped went straight to Aviate. Now, 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 in in Riz and Sizz's defense, yeah, Mark Petricone might have told them like shit that they were gonna get um, some royalties, right? Yeah. But listen, yeah. I didn't ask for it like that because I knew the record business. And if I was Mark, I would have told him to operate like that. Well, did because you t- you're taking all of the risk. But did you explain that to those dudes, or you didn't know that was going on? Like you know. You didn't know. Have you ever tried to explain something to, to Scissorhands? But yeah, maybe to Riz. I'm asking you. I, I know, but to have Riz. You, no, I'm asking you. Riz, Riz is no problem. I'm going to explain the dynamic now. Have right. you ever tried to explain something to Scissorhands? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I have. Have you, sir? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, have you? We, since yeah, we go off the transparency <laughs> now, have you? Absolutely. How did that process go, sir? Uh... It, it, uh, not too well. I mean, right, it, 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 there was love at the end, but there was never a resolution. There you go. Okay. <laughs> at so, least for me. So now, Sis goes into saying the reason we broke up was bad business went down. Yeah. And the paperwork wasn't right. So let's go back to earlier. Wait, right? wait, wait. I, I want to just, before we go forward with that, yeah. I do want to talk about the thug anthem. So they, they went on their own, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't happy with the royalties. Maybe right. they were promised some shit. Right. And then, what brought him back? Did Mark pay him the royalties, give him but the I, bonus? But that, 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 was, that was when it started getting bad. So I was kind of more out of it at, at that point. Because I was, I was really angry. I, again, man, I just believe in right and wrong, bro. I don't be, and I'll tell you this, and then we're going to get into this later in, in this discussion. Yeah. When you have friends, real friends, real friends tell you the truth. And they check you on your bullshit. Riz never was able to check Scissorhands. And he always was like, yo, I've known him longer than you, whatever. But that's not how friends work, bro. Like, I have, a, I have one of my best friends. One, my best friend is a, a, a girl named Kim White. When I do something wrong, she'd be the first one to tell me. Like, yo, you're being an ass right now. Because mm-hmm. well, nobody's Jesus. I'm not going to come in here and say, ooh, doom, 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 doom. I'm not Jesus. Right. I make mistakes. She'd be like, yo, you were insensitive. I sometimes say shit. I was very insensitive with my daughter a couple of weeks ago. And I said something in a very insensitive way. And my daughter really got mad at me. And I went to Kim and I was like, well, what did I do? She said, you're talking to her like she's a fucking Neanderthal. Like, what are you doing? Your friends have to check you. If your friends don't make you accountable, they're not your friends, period. Mm-hmm. The reason that Kanye is off the walls, is off, off the rails, is because there's no Don C. He even admitted it recently. There's no one to say, yo, sit your ass down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need people in your life that make you accountable. Yeah. 
they make. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Keep you grounded. Yeah. Keep you. You have to. When like, nobody is able to. When nobody's able to tell you anything. When you got a bunch of yes people around you, it's, it's, it's terrible. So anyway, what? Well, so good, good, good. So in 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 retrospective, right? Yes. Sizz was already on fire after not getting the royalties. They did the Thug Anthem record on the side, and at that point. He was already in the zone where he's like, fuck, listen, fuck, listen, fuck AV8, fuck this. Sis was in the zone of fuck AV8 in like hands up days. Sis was always in the zone of fuck AV8. But that's what happens when you're an artist and you don't know what the mechanics of a label are. Right. So you look at him and say, well, why the fuck I don't have X, Y, and Z? But you understand there's an office, there's staff, there's 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 um returns, because back then it wasn't the digital world. Right. It was returns, rap jobbers, this it's like a bunch of different stuff that goes into making a record. What if a record takes, you gotta take those records back. Those shits are fucking coasters for water. Do you eat <laughs> you eat your fucking dinner on them? Whatever. <laughs> but this is record company one oh one shit. So when you look at the Royalties, you say, ah, there's so much more going on mm -hmm. behind the scenes on why that money is the way it is. That's why I never asked the man for royalties and I knew what it was, what it was. Right. I mean, I'm just, listen, and I'm being fully transparent. If you don't, if you don't agree with me, you don't have to agree. I just want everybody to do their homework so on everything I'm saying. So then after the, after Thug Anthem, mm -hmm. I mean, and it was it started to get bad. What was it? Like, what what started transpiring? After well, that? now we go into this deal with with um Def Jam, Def Jam. the so, licensing, the deal. licensing deal, and the album deal. So Sis says, and his Mackay Pfeiffer lawyer that told him not to sign. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get into that. Okay. <laughs> Sis says the reason we broke up was quote unquote bad business. Somebody get fucking D Miles on it because it's been like an hour. Get him on the phone. He needs to get it, get over here. Um, um, Sis is the reason that we broke up was bad business and that the paper, paperwork didn't go right, right? Mm -hmm. I want, forget Scissorhands. I want any DJ out there right now, whoever's watching, just go, go ask about Fat Man School. Every deal I ever do starts with what is fair. Because I have to look. Oh, that's an email. I'm not even going to look at that shit. Um, go ask anybody who's ever done a deal with me. Matter of fact, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. If y'all want to do research, go find six people that I've done a deal with. Mm -hmm. You're probably not going to get to Mariah. You're probably not going to get to Missy or whatever. But find six medium, medium guys or, or up-and-coming guys. Ask them how I do business. Well, you just, you just hold recorded on, one. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. What what you just recorded a song with Turbulence? Yeah, yeah he's ask, a homie of us. Ask Turbulence how I do business. I, I will. I should have yeah. called him. You know something? Yeah. Call him up right now. You should have him on the I'll show. Call. Let me call. Call him up right now. I'll call. Get him on the phone. <laughs> this is amazing. Let me call. Is this the first phone call uh, of the Road Podcast? Yeah, yeah this is yeah. the first huh? call in. Big moment. <laughs> Dial him up. <laughs> it's gonna be like, why the fuck is Quicker calling? <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. I want, I want him to pick up the phone. That's probably in the club right now. I feel like probably. it's like, who wants to be a millionaire right now? It's like your lifeline. Your lifeline. <laughs> it's, your lifeline. <laughs> it's like, hey. I, I bet 
bet your money on. Hey, fat man. Come, come on, Terry. Come on, Terry. Let me call him. Yeah. Fuck it, Terry. He fucked you. He fucked you. Give me my, give me my, give me my, give me my bag right there. It's called turbulence. Oh, this is going to be a very interesting social experiment. Very interesting experiment. Yeah, and then give, give Cricket the phone. Fucking. They'll be like, yo, why ain't chance my phone? Oh, oh shit. Oh, listen. Turbulence just hit, hit me when I landed. That shit better go to voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> that shit don't go to voicemail. We in trouble, if it, goes to vo- if it doesn't go to voicemail. He's probably Part of me it. wants it to go to voicemail because it will make you won't look crazy. Nah. He was just eating sushi an hour ago. So we'll see. Oh, all right, all right. You good, Craig? You good? 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 Um. So every deal that I've ever done starts with what is fair. Mm-hmm. You can ask anybody who I've ever done a deal with. Do you know anybody else I've ever done a deal with? No. Any other records? That I mean, I'm? yes. I some DJs I I know, but you know I don't okay. talk to them about um, it. For me, I don't steal from people. Yeah. I do my business the right way. I don't want nothing that don't belong to me, and I believe in having. of something than 100% of sitting in your fucking house eating salad. So, you know, he got this. So here's a couple of questions that I want to ask. I want Scissorhands to come with the paperwork. The only reason I didn't come with the paperwork today is because this was a rush deal and I needed to get here. Okay? Mm -hmm. Scissorhands' lawyer was fighting about shit that was actually in his favor. The amount of ineptitude from that guy and not being qualified was fucking massive, right? Okay. Here's the thing about the guy, because I'm not going to say it's the guy, but he was a fucking accident lawyer. He was a slip and fall lawyer. He was like the guy, an ambulance chaser. The guy that go, woo, 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 and then you call, and then he shows up. That was him. And, so he, that, just, and he just somehow so now you, represented McCoy. Now you Pfeiffer. got him... but. Makai Pfeiffer's not music. I know, I know. Now you got him representing some musical artists. Mm-hmm. So this, I'm going to take it back one step further. Has anybody in here ever done a business deal? Yeah, of course. Yeah. With, with more than one person involved? Yeah. No. No? no? Yeah. So you've done it by yourself? You've done it by yourself? <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. See. When you have a group, it is customary for you guys to have one lawyer. When I did three with Soul, I had a, it was me, Sean C, and 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 um, Steve D with one lawyer. It is customary for you to have one lawyer now. It depends, though. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Sis has always been the most paranoid. For <laughs> <laughs> Full transparency. Step to the mic. Is Sis par- as far as uh, paranoia, uh, that I can't attest to. I've known Sis almost twenty years, but. Uh, I mean, I've seen it. It's okay, so, 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 this is some you, erratic I, I behavior. You, you, but you, okay, so like you're, said, on, you're on the fence. You're on. I yeah, I, you, I can't say one way or another. You're, you're fucking doing the Michael Jackson. But no, you, no, you, it's not even that. I just can't. I can't attest to one way or the. Scoop, scoop. Here's the situation. Like, let let me just lay this out. Yeah, lay it out. If you and I made a song, right, and we were offered a contract, and if I already had an existing lawyer representing me, and you had your lawyer, it would be. Yeah, it would. It okay, would no, 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 it would be fair practice okay, for my so lawyer to take a look at the contract okay, and your lawyer. So, so, so yeah, here's yeah. the thing. 
So, cause, cause I know where you're leading this. No, 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 no. no I'm I got, just I got, for listen, a fact. I got, for a fact, I listen. Would, yo, Nev is my my brother. Oh, listen. And I would tell him, yo, get your lawyer and my lawyer to look okay, over but some li- shit. Listen, listen. Here's the thing. Because we all saw Facebook, all right? Movie, social. What is that? Okay, social so network. Let, so, so, so let me, let me, let me, let me, let me bring it to you. Okay? Yeah. I agree. See, but at the time, I thought we were one entity, mm-hmm. but we're not. The minute that they said we we want a lawyer. Go get him. Nobody's hiding nothing from you. Go get him. But just not that lawyer that they got. And here's my bigger here's my bigger question. Yeah. You got a lawyer who's a slip and fall accident lawyer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the time, you Riz is part of the Flip Squad, which is Funkmaster Flex's team, right? Mm-hmm. Jessica Rosenblum was a fucking titan at that time. Yeah. Right? Huge. How come you didn't go to them and ask them for a lawyer? Why did you get a guy who fucking gets ice, I, fucking people who fall on ice to be your, to be your lawyer? Why? Okay? Number two is, the contract was so fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. How come they have never taken me to court? Oh, spicy. Answer that. Because it wasn't. It was in their favor. Now, I'm going to break down something else for you. Again, I want everybody out there to do your homework. Charlie Stetler. You know who Charlie Stetler is? No, I know Charlie. He, he, yeah. he, he, he used to manage the Fat Boys at Love and Dr. Dre. Okay. Full, fresh Fest. Fresh Fest. Full transparency. Later down the line, about seven, six, five or six years, he became my manager. But at this time, he was not. Riz and Sis went to him. And told him that I had jerked them, that I had done them wrong, that I had stole money. From, from when? From, from this contract. Okay, before, before, Hold on. before let me, let, let me. I, I want you to continue. Yeah. I just want a little clarity. Yeah, please. The contract, they never signed it. No, they did sign it. They did end up signing they it. They did end up signing it. And then once they signed even, it, even and then once they signed it, the lawyer went back and realized he made a mistake and tried to get him and tried to renegotiate. You're a fucking fool. This guy's a fool. So wait, the, the, we talking about the Def Jam contract? Okay. okay. But when I'm talking about Charlie Stetler, this is after this has all happened, taking place, and done. Okay. Charlie, Charlie, I'm still a little confused. Am okay, I, well, you guys t- a little no, bit. No, no, no. Yeah. Tell me, no, tell actually, me. I'm, I'm so this, about Charlie Stetler. This, this is what I'm confused about. Okay, what? Well, go ahead, shoot. The lawyer says don't sign it. Okay. What preempted them to sign it anyway? Because they they they, they wound up negotiating it. So the changes were made. The changes the, were made to the contract. Yes. And then the lawyer fucked and wait, wait, up. And, and then the lawyer fucked up. And then they and then he turned around and was like, "Yo, I want to renegotiate." What the fuck are you talking about? And How you gonna renegotiate an executed contract? How f- you're a fool. Yeah. Horn to the point that Def Jam Records said we cannot deal with these guys because they're rogue. To, mm. I don't care if you are a lawyer and you're a pit bull and you're a dog and you're fighting for your label, but I mean fighting for your guy. Yeah. But there's got to be a level of, uh, 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 not professionalism, uh, a level of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, holistic approach. No, not holistic repro- approach. That's Jesus. Um, you got to know what you're doing. You got to know what you're doing. Let's yeah. just say it right here. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you got to know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Okay? You're, 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 you're on a hockey field playing tennis. So in the simplest, in the simplest let me, way, let, let, yeah. me go, let me go back. Yeah, yeah. So this is a little bit further after this. It all happened and taking place. Okay. They go to Charlie Stetler. You can look it up. Tim Pan Apple. Go, go do your knowledge. You can call Charlie. He's there. I'm sure you get his hey, number. Yo, wait a minute. Um, Turbulence got back to me. 
Okay. <laughs> Let's uh, get him. He just got out the shower. That's amazing information. You want me to call him? That's amazing. Call him. Yo, yo. Yo, what up, Turb? What up? Yo, um, yo, Turb, what up, man? What's good? Tell them we're live. Hey, yo, so we're live on the podcast, so just just know that you're being recorded on the podcast, <laughs> and we're here with Fat Man Scoop. Okay. All right. What Scoop. up, Charb? What up, Scoop? Listen, here's what I'm going to do. We did a record together, right? Yeah. Have we done any paperwork for that record yet? No. Okay. Have, did we talk about any kind of deal points or anything? No. Okay. I'm going to walk out the room. I want you to tell them about how I dealt with you with this record in terms of business. Scoop, you can stay in the no, room. I'm, I'm going to walk out because <laughs> I want... Watch out for the camera. I, I want it to be unbiased. Just so Scoop's walking man, out the room as we ask speak. the man how I, how I dealt with him with business. What was the experience like? How I did what I did. I'm going to walk out. He's finished. I'll come get him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Scoop walked out the room. Hey, yo, sir. What up, what up? So, I mean, you, you've seen the videos or maybe, I don't know if you you saw the episode with Scissorhands, right? Uh, yeah, I caught some of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so basically Fat Man Scoop's here to clear his name because Scissorhands was accusing him of, like, bad business, you know what I mean? So he okay. wanted us to call you and just let let you have you break down how the experience was and blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? And I'm assuming you, you probably got nothing bad to say about Scoop at all. Nah, yeah. It's just been straight up. He ain't talk about money. He wasn't trying to do nothing or anything. Nah, he just wanted to, like, yo, let's put out this record and, yeah, go go from there. Like, you know, build it up organically and just play it in the clubs. It's a banger, so. And you reached out to him? We, I, when did I talk to him about it? I don't know. We, we met up at a club. Well, we talked about it before. Um, so, like, yeah, we just decided to do a record together. All right, cool. So that that's basically the the skinny of why we we just called you. You know what I'm saying? I was just walking. Oh, okay. I'm out all your shit. <laughs> 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 I was in the bathroom. Scoop went to the store. Yeah, I was just I'm, I'm picking up some shit I want. I, you, you got, I don't know what size. You, got, just pick you got anything you want to say to Turb? I mean, uh, to Scoop. What up, bro? <laughs> I I I hit you when I'm finished. All right. All right, yo, Turb. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> All right. I mean, obviously, I mean, he said it was there was no there was no talk about money. You just want to do the record. Let's let's make it pop. So 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 so. Even though there's no talk about, because I forgot about that. Yeah. What does that show you about how I'm getting down? Just like yo, do it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Ain't no big deal. A majority of the records I do, sometimes they're free. Right. I know people don't have money. If I love you, I do it. But I, I didn't. I didn't remember that we didn't talk any deal points. If you, all you can do, to be honest with you, go find somebody I did a deal with. I'll talk to Puff next time I see him. Talk to Puff. <laughs> talk to anybody. I want you and DJs do your homework. Take six people that have dealt with me. Yeah. And ask them what the business experience is like, and then take six people who have dealt with scissor hands and ask them what the business what it's like. Have you ever booked scissor hands? Uh, no. I haven't. Why haven't you booked his hands? I've offered. Uh, he's well. When we, when he moved out here, I offered gigs, but I don't think he's really trying to take any. Okay. And plus, a lot of the does anybody does anybody money. in this room full transparency has anybody ever heard of a story in the club involving his hands? 
I've been in a club with him when he was DJing. Well, no. <laughs> well, you guys started the podcast. Have you, have you ever have you ever heard any ill story about some shit that happened? I mean, like real talk. I was I was hang, I was just there, and then he was with his man, and he was yelling at his boy, and he was spinning, and he was upset about something, but I didn't know what it was. But obviously, the energy is ill. Like I'm not gonna. Look, I'm not going to lie about Scissorhands because, like, when we first met, it was not on the most positive energy. It wasn't the most – and it wasn't – what? It took, like, what? I, I would say maybe well, 15 – Yeah, yeah. whatever the, 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 the story is to, to the yeah. 13 the years. It yeah. took you 13 years to clean up with a man. I fucking walk in here, and we all in Jesus together. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what you have to understand – But – Okay, good, good. But But – because I'm going to go deep into this. Since we're here, we're going to go into it. I'm, I'm going to say something, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, in New York, right? And obviously, we like... How long is this going to record for? Four hours. For, okay, yeah, good. We got, hours, we got time. Yeah. In, in New York, right, we... Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, we everyone has a wall up, kind of. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, I always automatically think that Scissor just has a wall up. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I think just shit works out in his head that... Like what happened with me and and Crook and they thought I was doing DJ Crooklyn, and oh, it was right, yeah, right. you know yeah, what yeah, with yeah, the whole yeah. finesse with, with bad, with yeah, yeah, but you know some, you know yeah. what that is also yeah, it's a level of paranoia. Yeah. It's always paranoid about something. Yeah, yeah, you can't deal with that, bro. So let me go back to what I was saying. Riz, I mean, not SZA destroyed that deal. He literally destroyed that album deal. Sure. You go. We gonna go. We can go into the emails if you want, man. He destroyed the deal because his attitude was, "I made Fat Man Scoop. I'ma break him." Mm. But guess what, bro? You said you made Hove. Make another Hove. Make another Hove. You haven't made another Hove. And if you make another Hove, good. But you ain't breaking me, bro. Here's why. And I tell everybody, I did this for a higher purpose than myself. I did this to take care of my brother. That's why this is happening. That's why God blessed me with this with this incredible career. Who has, and we're going to get to that in a minute, but who has three records that have videos, nothing else, and been able to make a make a 22-year career out of it, traveling 49 weeks a year, every year? Uh. Doesn't happen, bro. So, 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 Def Jam stopped dealing with us. And they told us that Swizz and Sis and their lawyer were wrong. Okay, they had a lawyer negotiate. So that lawyer, the slip and fall lawyer, was was just an issue. The whole thing with Charlie Stetler, I explained to you. Charlie Stetler. So we we gonna go back to them. Charlie. So this is what happened. Riz and Sis went to Charlie Stetler. And they said, oh, Scoop's jerking us. Oh, he did us dirty. He stole everything. He did everything. He did this, this, this. Charlie Stetler, I knew Charlie Stetler from L.O.V. and Dr. Dre. He called me on the phone cursing me out. Yo, you're a fucking thief. You're a fucking liar. Whatever. You're, st- you're this, you're that. If you think I'm lying, Tim Pan Apple, Charlie Stetler, look it up. You can find it. Mark Petricone sent him the contract. He called me and Mark Petricone back. You can ask my ex-wife Shonda. He called us back and he was like, you know something? I have to apologize. I am fucking, I am deeply sorry. This is the most most forthright contract I have ever seen in my life. 
ever. And I've dealt with all kinds of contracts. This is the four, most forthright contract I've ever seen. Y'all don't have to be on my side. Go look it up. Go ask the man. He'll tell you. You could call him. You could call him. You could call him. Anybody call him. Call him. And he'll tell you exactly what it is. So why would he curse you out before reading the contract? Because Sis has a way of doing this kind of stuff and making everybody in the room have one opinion about you. But he never tells you the other side. He always tells you your side. But he never, his side, but he never tells you the other side. He sat here for about 30 minutes. Do you know Crook McClan? Do you know Crook McClan? Do you know Crook McClan? Do you know? He fucking badgered the man about knowing Crook McClan or Apple. Nobody give a fuck. These kids are 18 and 17 years old. They don't give a fuck about something that happened in 1998. So what? But I'm going to get to that in a minute. Anyway. Well, I, what about Riz? Was Riz in agreement with Scissorhands? Riz, as you... Well, we all, so we, know, we all know Riz. Do, do we all know Riz in this room? Yes. Not me, you don't know nobody. Yeah. I'm 29, bro. <laughs> fuck it. I don't care. You don't know nobody. Nah. Leave the room. You don't know nobody. Huh? <laughs> I'm just fucking Um, We all know Riz, right? Yes. So Riz is the literal polar opposite Yeah, we all know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? Very calm, very cool. He can discuss stuff. Boom. The problem came where Riz would not side with me because he said he knew him old longer. longer. But that's not friends, bro. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Period. If if I've known this dude 10 years or one year, I'm going to tell him, yo, you wrong, bro. Mm -hmm. It's not the way friends do things, man. It's just not. So even though, so it was Riz's lawyer, because it was Riz's lawyer yes. that they pulled into that. Right. They made the changes, Riz's lawyer made the changes to the contract. And, right. and, then, and then by the time everything got signed, they realized, damn, we fucked up. Yeah. Scissorhands said, yo, instead of acknowledging that the lawyer fucked up, he put it on you. But no, 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 not even that. He's just, forget about all of that. That's what his story is today. Mm-hmm. He wants to say that I jerked him. But here's the thing. Produce the paperwork, number one. Right. And number two, if I jerk you so much, how come y'all never took me to court? Come on, man. You you got to come better than this, man. But it's easy. It's easy to wake up in the morning and point the finger at somebody else instead of looking in the mirror. But when you talk to Riz now. When I talk to Riz. Wait, but when you talk to Riz now, mm-hmm. does he... Admit that, like, damn, that lawyer fucked us up. Listen, if you go and talk to Riz, Riz... You well, he's Riz, not going to talk oh, about no, this. No, no, yeah. no. That's number one. Riz won't talk about right. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he not that guy. Right. But if you find Riz, Riz will... And I'm, let me let me <laughs> preface this by saying this. I have phone conversations recorded that I recorded with, with Riz. Because I used to record everything because I was going to and shit like that. I used to just record anything if I talk to my or whatever. I have recorded conversations with DJ. That's Riz. a little odd, but oh, listen, yeah. <laughs> this is a, this is what you. That's like that's another story, whatever. Right? That's kind of paranoid. Oh, yeah, paranoid. No, no, no. You know why? You know why? Because I felt like if you ever, anytime I talk to Scissor or Riz, I will record it. But let me tell you, so so that you uh-huh. understand, we're clear about this. I love Riz like a brother. He's never done anything to me throughout this whole thing. He's always been a very calm force, and I think he understands a lot of it. I love him like a brother. Out of respect for him, I would never bring those voicemails out. 
If it was Scissor, I'd be playing the shit with a remix right now for you. With a, with a beat on, I'd be playing the shit with a beat <laughs> under it. I would literally be playing the shit with a beat under it. But you did also say earlier that you still do have love for for Scissor as well. I but do, I guess but you just kind of keep him at arms. Yeah, I could deal. With Sis doing this nonsense behind the scenes, right, with right. us sending emails and doing dumb shit, but when you take it to the public, you yeah. took it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you sat in this chair and you threatened my life. We can't never go back from that. Mm-hmm. Ever. Ever go back from that. Because what it's one thing to be friends, but there's a line you cross of decency. Hold on. Point yeah. of no return Hold on. type It's shit. a point of no return, bro. I don't think you meant that, though. Yeah, but listen. Think, your yeah, mouth was, your yeah. mouth, let it happen. Mm-hmm. One thing you better learn about anything or anybody in this room, when you say something, you can't never put it back. And guess what? Now it's out there for the masses to see. Yeah. So listen, 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 deal. So let me go back to this, okay? The deal. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Charlie Stetler again says the contracts. Well, we, we never talked about Riz though. Oh, okay, well, hold yeah, on. yeah. Uh, hold on, but I'm gonna get to that. We could we can talk about Riz all day. No, no, no. I want to know if he if he actually was like, "Yo, our lawyer fucked up." Listen, Riz will tell you the way Riz. Riz, Riz, because you know Riz, Riz will be like, Riz will be like, "Yo, you know, some things happen right." You know, Riz is like, "Some things happen right, some things happen wrong." You know, we could maybe back then we could have fixed it this way. Like, it's crazy. Listen, yeah, exactly. So you know, we all know Riz. You'd be like, "Yo, bro, you know, we maybe could have fixed it back then." Nobody was thinking. You know, cool. It's crazy. But, but listen, and let me and let me listen. While we're here, just because I was going to say it later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Riz was Crooklyn Clan, he would have been my DJ from the first show in Atlantic City. Period. Mm. But I'm not taking somebody who's paranoid, has issues, takes drugs, and and doing wild shit. I'm not here to be a fucking babysitter. I love Sis like a brother. I was in his house, like he said, hugging his mother and all that. But right is right and wrong is wrong. I don't give a fuck if I hugged your mother or not. I don't care if you hug my mother. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And if I cannot control you or control the situation, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You go ask Riz. Yo, man, but I, I said, yo, bro, why the fuck did he say he was going to kill me? Like... Yo, I can't, I can't control. I've been trying. Uh, you know, I, I'm finished with it, bro. That's what Riz said. Can I, can I, can I, can I uh, explain what I think Sis meant hold when on, no, he no. said that? Hold on, hold on. Yeah, uh, you can. But I'm gonna tell you how you what, you can explain whatever you want. Yeah, but you gotta understand how it went out, how it went right there. Okay, you you can say however you want what you want what your angle is on it. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta you gotta see what it said, what that what it came across as on that right there. I understand because that's the saying. truth. Right I understand there. what you're saying. Okay, so let me just get back to that, and we can go into all that. Scissors conspired to to destroy the Def Jam deal, right? Mm-hmm. When Universal and Def Jam came to me, as I had to start delivering records because you have to deliver records, they said, "Listen." You can do the records over, and we can take them off and just get them out of here. No, I'm not doing it. You can go and ask Def Jam. I refuse to do it. 
because I have to be able to look myself in the face. That is fuckboy shit. Right. Not yeah. doing it. So at that point, you were st- it was still like an all for one, one for all. Like I still, I could have cut them out of the entire deal and just been like, yo, man, I'm going to just do it all myself. They were like, yo, we have the guys who sample it for you. We have the musicians who will make it almost sound. I'm not doing it. Hmm. I'm not doing it. Didn't he say that you did take a record and ran with it? And instead of it's cool, you oh, changed so it. I'm going cool? to get into that. Okay, so, cool. So let me finish this. So, so... If you take go get the contract, it's gonna say twenty five cent twenty five percent a man with eighty percent of the album that they got the rights to do. The other twenty percent, they the label wanted other producers because they wanted to see if they could make a record that was a hit with a European producer that would take us around the world. Who gets on the first shot eighty percent of the album, a sample budget? Who gets that and full creative control? Who gets that? In the 90s, who gets that? Not today when you have the internet and you can prove to anyone that you're the shit. Back then, when you still had to go through the gatekeepers, who got that? Mm. Yeah. Who got it? I don't think anybody. Nobody was getting that. Um... Yeah, this is the first time so, we're hearing about the, the details of the of the deal, really, right? I so, mean, I, yeah. so I always so. said from the beginning it was 25% of the man, a man because Riz Scissor and Mark Petricone were the reason that this happened. And I wanted to bring the paperwork. Tell him to bring the paperwork. Sis was usually high and paranoid at that time. High issues and paranoia are not a fucking good mix for business with a lawyer who does slip and fall. <laughs> slip and fall lawyer is crazy. Better call Saul. <laughs> yeah, better call Saul. <laughs> this wasn't even. This wasn't even better call Saul. This Saul, was a, Saul's no, no. kind of nasty. <laughs> Got to fall. Listen, call Saul. I would have took Saul over him at any time. This was like. 1-800-Abogados. Abogados. Okay? This is the kind of shit we're dealing with. Right? The bus. Okay? And that's why I'm not saying a man's name, because he would probably try to hit me for slander, but you can't... I'm not right. saying nobody's name. It is what it is. Right. Um, I started asking him. I said, wait a minute, hold on. You knew, you knew all the biggest... You knew Jessica Rosenblum. You knew Flex. Why didn't you get their lawyer? Right, right. Okay. So, so what did he say? Why did he get that? Yo, we could have done it. Maybe we could have done it the right... Like, you know Riz. Riz is very... He don't want the confrontation. He doesn't want the smoke, and I don't want it either. <laughs> but if Wiz would have kind of said, yo, man, okay, let me lean with what's right, there's a strong possibility that Crooklyn Clan would be going right now. Right here, right now. So, like I said, I have conversations that would never make the light of day because I'm not going to do that to my man, not to my brother. That's fine. Right? I um, mean, I don't, I don't want to no, put Riz on no, the spot. No, either, no, we're not putting Riz yeah, on the spot. Yeah. Let's leave him. But here's the facts. Like I said, Riz was part of the flip squad. He could have anybody read it. If the contract is so bad, how come he never took us to court, right? Also, nobody knew nobody knew what Sis's headspace is. You guys all know Sis's hands. Since we dealing with transparency, what's that headspace like? No, see now, now you're going well, like this. I mean, well, then, then the, now we I can, can go back to you know we were just talking about how how you know how Riz is much to- he's toned down he's very um, corporate friendly and business friendly and doesn't want to ruffle feathers and stuff like that. I'm gonna get to like that. We I'm, said I'm, the I'm, polar opposite. I'm, so I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to that. I think of, I always think of the Looney Tunes uh, with the two dogs. There's one bulldog or something, and then there's that little Chihuahua that's hopping all over him <laughs> and like barking okay, so, and talking so, and shit. Yeah. And that's scissor hands okay. to me. Okay, yeah. So, I, but, yeah, I mean, but, but it doesn't make it, yeah, it doesn't make, that inherently does not make somebody a bad person. He's just wild. He's, no. so, he's so, wild. Okay, you know, so, good, yeah. you know. so we know what it is. Yeah. So then scissor went on to say all the greed and everyone came out. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. There was no greed except for his side. Okay. If you go and study psychology, because mm-hmm. I had to do this because I had to go to therapy because of my my divorce, there's a there's a term called gaslighting. When somebody that really does the shit accuses you of doing the shit, mm-hmm. it's like on the Maury show when the dude's like, "You've been fucking every other every other guy," right. and then they take deflection, and, and then they yeah. go, "The results say you fucked that chick seventy two times." Yeah, it's usually whatever you hate on somebody is you, because you hate exactly, on somebody. Right. You doing you pass the shit? It to, yeah, right. You deflect. Now, it. now, as like like well, I said, it's like you're transposing yourself. Yeah. So yeah, so you know, so yeah. like again, them telling because I had it all in. In, in things because we're moving around, me telling them to use a lawyer, use my lawyer was true. But when, I, but, but because I thought we were a unit, when they told me they wanted their own lawyer, go get them, go get them. But it's customary when you have a group to use the same lawyer. Do you think the fucking um, name a group? Man. You NWA, think the Migos are right. using three Boys different lawyers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, think, look, look at NWA. Like they had Jerry Heller, and then he was like, nah. But, but see, here's the thing. That's when the dissension came into the group, which is natural because he did funny style shit. Right, right. Yeah, but yeah. in the beginning, the whole group had the same lawyer. Yeah. Right. It's customary for a group to have a lawyer. Now you say, now you count us as two separate entities? Fine. Now, if I wanted to be a, a ass, I could have been I could have been like, you know something? Since you want to act like two different entities, yeah. fucking let me be fat man scoop now. So that hurts you when they wanted another lawyer. I don't care because it's business. It's what's right and wrong. I don't care. But you weren't feeling a little some type listen, of way like that. Listen, that, that it listen. shows a little distrust, yeah, right? But listen, Sis is paranoid by nature, so I already knew the story. So I didn't take it that bad because I was like, this dude is paranoid by nature. Paranoid and smoking weed or doing whatever you do, there's your results. You want a lawyer? Let me let me go out of my way to show you. Go get your own lawyer. Period. Um... Again, I was in the record industry, so I knew what was right and what was wrong, period. Sizzle went on to talk about how Mark paid me before them. I was the one who made sure they got paid first, because I used to work at High 97. I had a job. I was getting gigs. I was doing my thing. I used to always make sure Riz and Sis got paid first. Mm. When the shit went bad, I was like, you know something? Y'all do your own thing. Now, that I did do. So like, you know something? Y'all don't trust me, y'all don't fuck with me? Go do your own thing. So now he had to go do his shit. That is correct. But now it ain't my job because you showing me I ain't your man. So why I'm going to be over here jumping around, jumping through hoops to make sure you good? Mm-hmm. Do your shit, man. And that is a fact. Now, Sis said that he will never work with me again. When he took it to what he said about the violence and all that, mm-hmm. We never, we in the same place. I can't work with him ever. But I can't work with him ever because of the funny shit he do. This is the, this is the funny shit he do. So let me ask you a question. Y'all Crooklyn clan, and you got a guy that comes in here and diss all of y'all. Would you be working with him? Would you be getting, on, would you be getting on the road with somebody who's, who's undermining you and doing wild shit to you? Would you be doing that? Well, I mean, I mean, you have, you have situations like what would happen with the Temptations with David Ruffin. There was that big. You know, he kind of separated from them, clicked up with Eddie Kendricks, Dennis Edwards went with them, but the fucking chemistry never went away. Let me ask you a question. If you had a dude who was doing left hand, wild, fucking loose cannon shit, doing that, would you go on the road with him? 
Well, here's the thing. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm about to lead you into my next question, okay. which you better answer. Here's the thing. Okay, here's the go, go. I think in any situation, in any team, in any grouping, and you could talk to Neva about this, because in some cases with me and Neva, because me and Neva work together, mm-hmm. some people may see me as the scissor hands. Because mm-hmm. there's been occasions where I were, you know, Neva is kind of like the calmer individual. Mm-hmm. He's laid back. Kind of like the Viz. Yeah. And then I'll be flipping tables over or yelling at yeah, but are you dissing? Are you dissing your own man in interviews? Are you are you being paranoid, doing wild shit, and doing all kinds of crazy shit? But my my thing is, I am not Scissorhands, so all I right, can't so speak for him. I no, can't listen, speak for him. I'm asking you a question. This but is a I have, question. I've, I've had wild cards would, in my crew. Yes. Would you do it? And you just keep riding? No, no, no. I would actually care about his welfare and be like, "Yo, you need help." We can't tell SZA he don't he needs help. You he don't listen. Okay, so, and this, and it, and so school, hold on. this is my thing with you is that y'all gotta try. Hold on, listen. You know what I'm saying? Listen, like I know you can't come in a room and say that if it wasn't for your website, I'd be dead. Okay, hold on, listen. I know, I know. We can't walk that off. I understand what you're saying. Hold on, we can't walk that off. And number two. And number two, you can't sit here and say that I was in a club and that yeah. your goons, you got a hundred goons in the club and then I ran like a pussy. And you didn't get your money. And I didn't get my money. So let me break something down for you. Let's start because we're going to dig into that too. Anybody who knows Fat Man Scoop knows a couple of different things about him. The, you know why I've been, I've been doing this for so many years? I'm going to give you about five or six reasons, but here's two. I come to the club. I do my shit, and I leave. I don't stay one minute after it's time. You know why? Because when you're in the club and you wait around, there's more of a propensity for something to happen. You have cash on you. You have more propensity for something to happen. Anybody can blame something on you. Anything. Hold on. I don't think you got to explain it. Hold on. No, no, but we have to explain it for them. I got it. You got to explain it for them. I understand. So now Sis comes to say he had a hundred goons in the club, right? Nobody put me under pressure. Nobody, nobody said, "Yo." Nobody came in my ear like, "You know, we here. We gonna, we gonna get you when it's over." Nobody said nothing. Number two is, if I would have known that, I would have stayed to the end. Because mm, guess what? If y'all gonna beat me up, y'all gonna beat me up regardless. So if it's a hundred goons on one dude, you are pussy. Shit. You want to be a man, sis? Take your fucking shirt off like a man. Get out there and shoot the fair one with me. Don't don't have your goons doing. I didn't even know the goons was in the club. I ain't. Th- it won't be the first time somebody get beat up in the club or the last time. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna get beat, it's gonna be what it is. But if y'all gonna kill me, get get me out of here. Y'all better get me out of here. Now, I don't want to be a tough guy, and I ain't nobody's tough guy. Just like he said, he ain't nobody's tough guy. I told y'all from the beginning, I'm a guy who makes fun records, not no killer. But you can't be running around saying that, man. That's disrespectful to me. I understand that. I think we all understand that. Yeah. And not only that, that's coming from somebody you shared love with saying that. That's coming from a very evil, bitter, angry place. Mm-hmm. Do you want that man on the road with you? 
If that was them through and through, I think when he said the violent, the violent part about he'd be in the ground, right, just put him in the ground, whatever, it had worked up to such a crescendo that yeah, yeah. at that podcast that the fucking blood was pumping. I mean, it, yeah, it just was. And sometimes, and I, I'm yeah, going to do you, it again. I guarantee you, I'll say some shit that I guess what. On the other hand, DJs do your homework. Any interview I've ever done, where I mentioned Crooklyn Clan. It's always been with love and respect. Go look it up. You know why? Because I have sense. Because I'm a sensible human being. Because mm-hmm. I, I do things with love and not hate. Right. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. What, uh, now that we're hearing both sides, I think maybe a lot of the respect has dwindled. Mutual respect. But I, I do. And maybe I'm just yep. trying to smell the roses here, but I do feel that there is still love. But I think there. that yeah. happens with so, distance. Just yeah, with distance yeah. Yeah. And, mutual, and time. There's mutual respect, but look at how that respect's being reciprocated. Do I ever go and say, yo, man, listen, we all got, I, I, oh, listen, we all got killers. We all got people we know that's killers and gangsters. Well, but listen, listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't believe in that. I never went to I don't think anybody. He even believes no, but listen, in that. I would never went to nobody I know and said do something. I would never do that because right. this is not something that is life and death. This is not somebody raping your kid. This is not somebody stabbing you. Right. This is not that serious, bro. School. I don't think SZA would have done it. But school, wait, wait, and there's wait, wait, also wait. a thin line between love and hate. Well, after everything that's built up, yeah. Jamie, <laughs> message. <laughs> you <say> wait. <laughs> let me just tell you. This is. I just want to say my thing about Sis and uh, what he was saying. I think he was trying, he was passionate, right? Mm-hmm. He was heated and he was trying to say something that represented the love or the, the importance of his livelihood. And I think that was what he was trying to say is that you take my livelihood away and I'm going to fucking yeah, take, a, okay, so you're going to take my life, my livelihood is my life. So let me ask you a so question. So I'm going to take your shit. So let you know me what I mean? Let me ask you a question. Wait, wait, wait. No, okay, no, no. And, uh, Let me finish. And I, and I, I have think, a question for you. Yeah, of course. And I think that's what he was trying to get across and I don't necessarily think that he would have put a motherfucker in the ground. Listen. No, I don't think but I, I think he was man, trying to convey the importance. The man said, right. if I did not make that website, right. I would have put him in the ground. I think, and to me, I sell that as like, yo, I don't think he means that. I think he's trying to represent the livelihood that he felt was taken away from him. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. So, 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 I can't walk that back. We can't walk that back because it's too. I I understand your side. I understand your side. And I totally, look. Okay. I understand your side. So, I want to say something. Yeah. Then he went on to say why we never seen each other on stage, right? Yeah. Why of us none of us has been on the mm-hmm. stage, right? Shit like what he did for me to be here is exactly why. Would you get on stage with somebody who do that to you? I can't, I can't speak because I don't so I don't I don't know what you've been through. No, 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 but nothing. It's just a yes or no. Well, Scoop, uh, Scoop have you ever shared? Have you guys ever shared the stage? At, uh, no. But there had to be good times well, on, listen, on this journey. There, there had were to great be. times. Right. But when but when a man don't want to listen, and a man does it does this kind of stuff, how can you work through that? So you guys never performed this song. No. But here's the bigger oh. question that I want everybody that I want right. to ask you, everyone in here. Right? He said, How come you never saw a fat man scoop 
on stage with Crooklyn Clan. Right. right. How come Fat Man Scoop don't tour with Crooklyn Clan? Take me out of the picture. Why does Crooklyn Clan not tour with Crooklyn Clan? I agree. Answer I that. agree. Why yeah, I agree does Crooklyn Clan not? Why does Why does Riz not even tour with his own man? I agree. Why does Crooklyn Clan not tour with Crooklyn Clan? I agree. Yeah. Answer that for me. I'm waiting. I mean, they've done well. They just did uh, um, HQ too. No, 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 bro, bro, don't talk to me about one show. No, no, no. We're talking about about really doing this. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know. Probably No, 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 but you do do know. Yeah. Why is Riz not on the road with SZA? Because they're polar opposites, maybe? And there's going to be... But you know something? You You sitting here expecting me to be Jesus, but his old man don't go out on the road with him. I think it's a fair question. That is, I think they're both great questions, but I think I don't hear nobody answer. Sense. I don't hear my man over here answer. I don't hear him. He's twenty nine. I don't hear him saying shit. I'm listening, man. But uh, but uh, uh, just like there's two sides to the scoop says mm-hmm. story, there's also two sides to the is it is is it because of says is it because of Riz? They're two different people. Is it, you know says would says might not like you uh, got, so let's let's go with percentages. You got two people in a group of three that don't go on the road with the other one. What's wrong here? So you're saying odd man out would be Sis? Because you, you got two cool. people yeah. in the group that cannot go on the road with one guy. What's the problem? Valid point. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 no. I mean, what are you start. gonna say? I mean, what, the way you you say, it, I mean, what what else could you say? But I mean, you know, it's a shame. I mean, the it's, reason it, I don't it's, go, it, it's kind of bittersweet. So, it, so that you understand, the reason that I don't go on the road with him is because he does very destructive, toxic shit like this. Mm-hmm. He is angry. He is uncontrollable, unprofessional. He's dealing with issues high all the time. And he could he could take that up with me, and he knows what it is. He got to look himself in the mirror. He right. might not be high now, but back then he was a fucking maniac, um, <laughs> unpredictable and a loose cannon. If Joe Rizzo was Crooklyn Clan, I would not even know DJ Knuckles professionally. DJ Knuckles is my man. I remember, yeah. But I would not know him professionally like that. Mm-hmm. I would clearly. Go on the road with Riz any day. If I was being a dick, here's what I could do. I could, Riz DJs in the city all the time. I've done one or two shows with Riz. I could go to Riz's shows, get on his set, film it, let promoters see it, and have them book us as Riz and Scoop. And then I have his own man angry at him. But I don't do that. Because I got to look myself in the mirror again. Mm. This is not about me trying to hurt him. But when you do destructive stuff like this, what do you want from me? You want me to be Jesus? I can to an extent. And listen, for many years, I tolerated this stuff with him. He sent me emails where he's like, and I can read them. Yo, uh, yo, man, I was messed up. I was... Taking Zoloft, yo, boom, all that kind of shit. I can read it. I got it here for you if you want it. And if y'all think I'm lying, I can put it for you when I get home, and y'all can take it. You do whatever you want. Put it on uh, ProveTheTruth.com. Do whatever you want. ProveTheTruth.com. I don't care. But 
Instead of I don't And the reason that I win For all these times I don't do drugs I don't smoke I don't drink I don't do nothing End of story What do you want from me But instead of dealing With the real issues You're gonna point the finger That's Cause you got yes men around you You got people who not Who not pushing you Or telling you That you wrong How you approaching things Period Soon as Level Up With Sierra came out He came back out Like herpes Soon as Mac J came out out like herpes. Hardwell, herpes. He always does it when I do something. Now I'm, a, I, now I'm gonna break. So I'm gonna break this down to you, so we all on the same page now. Six months ago, Riz and me start talking. Riz comes to me. He's like, "Yo, man, it's 20 years. We ain't never been on stage. You think I'm lying? Call Riz. We sat in a we sat in a, a um, diner near LaGuardia Airport." With the like, like a fucking scene from Casino. I mean, from fucking um, Good Fellas or some shit. <laughs> and we talking, and yo, Riz is crying like a baby. I'm crying like a baby. Two grown men in there fucking crying, like boo hoo. Look at my eyes, like I was fucking crying, tearing like a baby. Riz tearing like a baby. We ain't never did nothing together. Why we ain't doing nothing? Crying like I have no shame of saying I was. I fucking love that man. Came to an agreement, said, okay, we will handle, me and Riz decided we will handle all the business jointly, and all Sis got to do is show up and DJ. Right? This is a 20th year thing. We want to do it. Boom. Then he, then he came. Now he's coming back again with this Spotify shit. And every time we try to do something, he's always coming back with something. So he's sending me letters like a fucking lawyer and all this, and then we get back into the thing. I could go through all the emails or whatever. I wanted to do this with him. Then he sent, then he sent emails and said, well, you ain't getting no fucking shows for us, nothing, nothing. I can't do nothing until the beginning of the year because everything is booked for this year. Mm-hmm. I want to do it. I even, go look it up. I called Elusive Touring in Australia, who's part of the Mushroom Group. We got a tour. We got the tour concept started. But when he does this, how am I going to work with him? How can I work? You tell me how I can work with him. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. As all has most of the communication over the last 10 years or so, has it been through telephone, email, or have you actually been in person with him? You can't deal with Sis on the phone because yeah. it's going to get too volatile too quick. Right. Like, it's not going to be 90 seconds before somebody's telling somebody... You know, whatever. So everything is in email. I have all the emails from from fifteen, and I can probably go back and look through my old email. I have all of those. But just like when you when you and Riz met up, and it was emotional, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys. I feel like when you guys met up, and his Riz, he'll tell you. Yeah, he'll yeah. tell you. I mean, I feel like when you guys met up, you guys had the same energy, maybe in like Sis's bedroom. You know what I'm saying? You, you guys, Listen. you guys felt the history. Wait, wait. And my thing is, maybe you need to sit down with Sis. I can't. How can I sit down with a man who just did this to me? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Every time we try to get to a place where we can do this, he does the herpes thing. He does it. (laughs) He does the herpes flare up. So how can I ever get to a place? And now that you have taken violence against me, you took it somewhere else. You kind of answered your question, though. How did I answer it? And it, it sounded, I mean, I know you were kind of joking, but, you know, 
You kind of got to be Jesus. You got to be the bigger no, but see, dude. But see, bro. You got to be the bro, bigger guy. You can't. You can be Jesus once. You no, be, well, that's listen, the thing with Jesus. Listen, not Jesus once. Listen, Jesus, Jesus all the time. He can be Jesus once. Yeah. Twice. Three times. But now you're doing things that just make it when people can't be Jesus to you no more. I get it. Okay. Now. But he, d- wait, wait. But don't you think you're going to. Di- look, 10 years from now, you're going to look back. I'm going to look back. Listen. And, and you're just going to say like, yo, I'll take this L for the, I can't, for the. I can't. I can't do it, man. As of today. As of today, I can't do it. I just can't. I understand man. that. I understand not today. Because you, you put me in such a hurtful place with what you did. Right. It, there's no way we could walk that back. You, you understand where I'm coming from? But I, I think you. I My thing is this. I think. That you guys just got to meet up together and you have to be Jesus that one more time. But how can, so so I can be Jesus that one more time yeah. and you can turn around and do some other shit. And then, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. And literally put everything on the table. Yeah, but when we, we can't never get to that because if we get together, it's not going to be no more than 90 yeah, seconds so, before it's a war. Yeah, I think Scoop <laughs> saying you could be Jesus once, you could be Jesus twice, but when you have to deal with this much shit that, that's gone on, right, right. now you're trying to be Jesus, not just play him right. for, to, for argument's sake to get through a certain thing I can't, I see where he's coming from mm-hmm. and it's like now I'm trying to be somebody that I'm not well, you I can't do this bro, every you day that's more than I do yo bro I see where you're coming from I agree I, I, I agree vouch. with you I've seen Scissorhands go ape shit on his Instagram ape shit and I literally I was about to do and Scoop's like dude don't even worry about it. Just let him do it. But Herpes, let him do it. I'm saying, I'm saying, you think Herpes, he's, he's going to do that in front of you? Yeah, but yeah, dude. Listen, we can't get. You You know the man. You sit here acting like. Well. I don't know him that well. Now, now, you, I, wanna, you, now you don't want to know him. You were in here last week talking about, ooh, wow, whoa, Scoop jerked him. No, Come no, on, I bro. He's a to. I was shocked. Like, wow, that's foul. I was, I was shocked. I was hurt, too. I was shocked. I'm going to be honest. When we found out you want to come on the show. And Crooked was like, yo, if you want, do you want Sis to come in here and sit down? I was like, that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. Yo, this did all these fucking GoPros, you see what real action is about. (laughs) (laughs) This should be looking like like mountain climbing. That's what I was thinking, yeah. And that's not to say I'm going to beat Sis' ass. That's to say we would beat in here tussling. Some shit would go down. No. You know, I get... Yeah, no. I mean, well, here's here's the thing, and I don't want you to take it the wrong way. When we were listening to Scissorhands and what he was saying about what happened and what transpired between both of you guys, mm-hmm. you know, we're not on anybody's side, but we're definitely shocked. So when we're amp- we're not amping shit up. I was literally like, "What? Wait, what? Huh? Yeah, I was hurt. You well, weren't hurt, motherfucker. But no, I'm saying, I was, like, I was you like, hurt. Yo, you were fucking over there laughing, and chuckling, man. Fuck out of here. I saw you. I watched Jamie, you. Jamie didn't sleep for days after that. No, no, show. no, no. I'm just saying, I was hurt because I was like, damn, like you fucking hear this great record, and then that's where my that's where my fuck like, yo, because the chemistry yeah, man, was undeniable. Is, yeah, when you can get when you can be when you can call yourself the cornerstone of a new genre of music. You've changed Listen, the game. The greatest bro, record in DJ do, do history. You understand what we could have been? Yes. Yeah. And that's I, 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 I think that's what I, I would give. It, I would give everything except my kids for that shit. Yeah. And, and I think that's why I'm to hit- be on the to be on the stage with my brothers who I did it with. I would give everything minus my kid and a finger in the ass because I don't <laughs> do that. But hey, I would because no yo. fingers, nothing like that. Pause. But anything other than that, oh, you ain't got. <laughs> but I think that's why I'm saying that. I'm the you only Marvel dude that don't do That's what I'm saying. Like, but you see, gotta no, no. Be, we can I understand be, you. We can be Jesus it. once or twice. We can't be Jesus I understand times. that. I understand it. But that's why I'm here because I think it's way too important 
and it's way too it's way too special for you guys not to okay, be yeah. together. So, but, but you listen, know what I'm saying? But listen, it's all but you can't do that to someone who is trying to paint you out as a liar. He had me looking like the guy from the fucking Five heartbeats. But that's why you're here. That's why you're here. Uh, that's why you're here. Uh, you know? had me like, my office hours are fucking nine to five and hanging people like out of windows and shit. But that's why you're like here. Like vanilla ice and shit. Like, yeah, 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 you know, like the five heartbeats or whatever yeah, the hell right? happened. No, well, I'm listen, not. If I, if you know, I'm a humble, honest dude that wants to do what I'm doing. I'm going to give you a good example. So then he started on y'all with the Spotify. That, yeah. The latest flip. I really want to know about this. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really, really the. This is like time. I also, also want to know about like when when the record first came out. It was Quicklin Clan. I'm gonna get to. That's, that's, that's 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 I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to okay. that. This is the kicker. This yeah, is where yeah, we going is, now? Here's where we go. Right, we okay. did our research. Okay, sure. so, dude, shut up, Jamie. Jamie. Here's where we go. Here's where we gonna do it. Scoot. Pay attention, Jamie. Listen. Okay, so listen. The latest herpes flare up was about the was about the the Spotify and all that. So I get an email from him with the here with two and the fourth down. He's he's talking like he's a fucking lawyer. I can sit, I can read it for you if you want. I have it right here. I want to hear the here for okay, and okay. everything. Just, just that part. Send <laughs> <laughs> me. Please contact my. Hold on, hold on. Kind of um, Yo, you know what's the best is when you know. Like one of your boys or your homies, and they try to talk all professional to you, and you're like, "Yo, you don't talk like this." Motherfucker. He was like, "Refer <laughs> yourself to the lawyer." Not in between. <laughs> you know, I'm a Jew. But, but, so before we get, I'm a, I'm a read this, and then I'm a, this, that, and that's another thing. They looking at me, but once they left, once they left me, I'm not. It's not my job to go register you. Mm-hmm. You got to register you. I registered me. But once you, once you y'all went your other your own way, I'm not here to be your lawyer. I registered all my shit. The money is still there if they registered if it didn't go in the black hole. But are they saying that because the deal went to you? No, no, bro. You can register on Sound Exchange on your own. You can register at ASCAP and all that shit for all that shit on your own. So you why do- haven't they registered? I don't know. You gotta ask them. Wait, wait. Are yeah. you talking about Spotify or are you talking no, about oh, SoundScan? Oh, 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 you have to know. register your share and have someone collect. They only licensed it once, and it was my vocal, no beat. Is this okay to to air on the podcast? Do what you want, man. Listen, I can get into these emails if you want, yeah. man. But if we get into, if we yeah, go there, we go, we gonna be here. Yeah, we right, fuck that, yeah. fuck that. Just forget it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we got the Spotify thing, right? So now Spotify. Now he's saying. In these emails, right. our name is not on Spotify, all this shit. Because a girl, and I can show you that email, some girl hit him and said she didn't know that it was him. All right. Well, he said that he met a girl. He's like, oh, I was, I, I, I'm talking to a girl. And she, she's like, oh, yeah, I know that. That's the Fat Man Scoop record. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. You you did that or, okay. you, or so something like he, that. He, there was he, something to that. Okay, so that. There's no Quicklin Clan credit. Okay, on, so, on, so, on, let's, right. so let's yeah. get to that. Let's, let's deep dive into that. I did not know that. Okay? So let's talk about Spotify, Apple Music. What uh, else you want? Title, all that. Let me ask. So let's ask a real question in the room. Who puts the who who puts those records into the computer? 
I have no idea. Nine, nine times out of ten, it's somebody who does data entry, right? Right. Yeah. So they're not a music enthusiast. They they're nothing. They're just typing them. whatever. Whatever it says from wherever they got it from, that's what they type it. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're not saying, well, hold on, let me go to Wikipedia and see who did the, the. They just type in yeah, what but, they said. But you just said it there. Where did they get that from? Yeah, but there had to listen, be a reference where yeah, their listen, name wasn't on That's right? what I'm saying. So this, yeah, hold on, let me, let, me go, let me go back. This record is from Dep Jam, which is what year? What? Two, well, with the, when, when Be the Faithful Jam, was 2008? Or no, I think that's what we were. No, when Dep Jam, it was like 2000? Okay, 2004 or something. Whatever, yeah, we can find it out. Yeah, we were looking earlier. During all of that time, because it was on Dep Jam, so now you're getting the information from Dep Jam. So it's what the people in Universal System put in there. So is this then, the, the rogue situation? Now you around a circle, so you, who knows what it gets to by the time it's over here. Is this the rogue situation, too, where huh? they, just, they were just like, this dude's rogue, and we're just going to... No, 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 no. Okay. We're talking crazy. about a record that's already done and in the marketplace. So you're saying that even when it got when it was that Def Jam, they didn't have credit No, then. no, they had credit then. Okay. But now the record's over here, Def Jam, and then you... Then years later, it's here. And then years later, it's here. So you you're saying it was licensed no, multiple no. times yeah, with but different here, Here's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. Spotify, the people that do it at Spotify are probably just data entry people. They get a million records that they do and they work their nine to five until they fucking finish. So they get any millions of records, any genre. They just type in whatever the fuck they see. So okay. the reason why they didn't see is because they didn't register? Is it no, because of a no. registration? Who knows what yeah. it is? Mm. The guy could have just said, oh, Fat Man School, boom, boom, boom. It could have been what they got it from from another another MP3 that was down the street. You don't know what happened. You understand what so I'm coming from? So they don't get it from the ASCAP or BMI. They, right, um, but here's the thing. Who knows? Again, you dealing with data entry people. You dealing with people who do, who just typing in shit. But their job is to get the exact so then what, the, right, so the, the right name of the artist. Right, but is that my job? No, it's not. Okay, so so let me so so here's the thing. I am not trying to tarnish, darken, stop, blackball, nothing. Why would I want to stop my own my own legacy? I'm not here to run from Fat Man Scoop Crooklyn Clan. Everybody knows that phrase. Not running from it. And I, w- I don't want nothing that's not mine. I don't need to put Fat Man Scoop on a record by myself to fucking make noise. For what? So now he's going, now, now he spends an hour in here trying to tell y'all that I'm the reason that he took it off. That he said, Fat Man Scoop here and the Crookman Clan here. You have to understand that record's been in the marketplace like 10 years. Yeah. So you might have, this. it might have started off as Crookman Clan here. Then when this guy wrote it and put it in his shit, he tagged it different. It's like playing then, telephone. Right, right, it's, it's so it's like me saying to you, the house is green. Right. And then by the time, time he gets all around here, yellow. Yeah. He, he, he fucked the girl on Thursday. <laughs> So you're referring to you're referring to when you were saying Fat Man's Cool Crooklyn Clan and then the lyric read Brooklyn Clan. Yeah, right? hold on. So yeah. let's let's get to that. You don't know what's going around until it gets to this point, right? right? Okay. So then he sat here and he proceeded to tell you, you know it's in this Crooklyn Clan, you know it's in, you know the Crooklyn You nobody gives a fuck. These kids don't care. About something that happened in 1998. They don't care. 
Spend your time trying to make a record that's a hit. Spend your try- your time trying to do something to get you some form of, of 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 traction with the kids. I'm not here to hurt that man. I my thing is, and let me even tell you, and you can ask Riz, do your homework. I and I have it in the emails. I will go down to Spotify. I will go to Apple Music. I will go to everyone. If y'all guys set it up and do the the work, I'll go in and do it. He said, no, I don't want to do it. I'll handle it myself. Mm. What do you want from me? Then Sis says, says, I fucked him for exposure. And that it's because I wanted people to call me for the shows. That's Mm. a lie. Okay? Here's the thing. Let me school you, Scissor Hands, on how you get shows. It's not because of a credit on Spotify. You don't get shows because you got your name is on Spotify. Here's how you get shows. Number one, I come to the job and work. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't get high. I don't fuck chicks in the club. I don't do nothing. You can, none of you can tell a story about me in the club. As a matter of fact, I challenge you to find out a story about me in the club. Because I do my job and then I leave. Okay? Every, I go in the club and I kill it. Look, everybody's had a night where you don't kill it. But 96% of the shows I do, I'm fucking murdering those shows, period, right? That's number two. Number three, I'm respectful, I'm caring, I know what I do, I do the right thing. I'm going to give you a good example. In Cyprus, I had a promoter, S7S. I had done a 16-day tour, my voice was done. I got there and I half-assed the show because my voice was done. The next, the next morning, told the booking agent, sent him the money back. Because of that, next year, seven shows in Cyprus. Relationships are key. Okay? Um, Like I said, I come and light up the building. Go on the internet. You can see that. Look it up. I have a good booking agent. I have people that I've I've created relationships with in certain territories. And guess what? When When the shit get dry, I get on the phone myself. And recall people and retarget people and ask people and beg and do whatever the fuck I gotta do to get the show. That is what it is. I also have I also have the aggregate of all the songs coming out with my voice on it. I got a record coming out with Blaster Jacks, Benai, uh, Wolfpack, Yellow Claw, um, Mac J and Hardwell just dropped the record with me at Creamfields. I didn't even know the record. I ain't, I probably ain't even done the business on the record. I didn't even know it's fucking. I, ain't, I it's just there. It's the aggregate of the amount of records that I've done. That, that has people going, oh, Fat Me and Scoop, I heard that in the club. Oh, Fat Me and Scoop, I heard that at Cleanfields. Oh, Fat Me and Scoop, I heard that at the stadium. Oh, Fat Me and Scoop, I heard it there. I heard it here. I heard it here. That's what gets you the, jo- the job. Mm-hmm. He's trying to circumvent doing the work. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to circumvent doing the work by trying to put it all on one credit. You don't get shows that way. Put some work in. Okay. I flew from Palma de Mallorca to here. When I leave here, I'm going to the studio to do a record for him. Then I'm going back to my room, take a shower. I'm going to New York, and then I'm going to finish up the Blaster Jacks record. That's how this is done. Mm. That's how it's done. Not waiting for a fucking credit on, on Be Faithful on a record that's fucking 22 years old. I am nobody's Jay-Z, and I am nobody's Juice World or whatever. But I work pretty hard to try to see if I could get one impression here, there, here, there. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. 
So I don't want to hear nobody complaining about one fucking song that you did 38 years ago because these kids don't care. They care about Travis Scott. They care about Juice World, XXX Tenation, RIP to him, um, fucking... Who else should pick, pick uh, yeah, right, Drake, whatever. Drake, fucking, uh, uh, fucking 6 9 They yeah, don't care about shit. us. Yeah, we and we're fighting just to have a little bit of relevancy. So you fighting for a little bit of relevancy and then you want to take it and put it on a record that's 22 years old? Fuck out of here. You sound high. You get this done by the work you do, period. Am I right or am I wrong about that? I agree with the work. No question that you're grinding like a motherfucker. And you yeah. put in the work and you have a phenomenal name in the business. And, that, wait, and, that, hold on, and that's what I have a problem with. I understand. Because you're trying to destroy my name that I, I have. And that's all I have, I bro. understand that. I understand that point. But I think... We need to get to the end of this because this man's going to go to sleep in 45 seconds. <laughs> Gonna go. She does this at every podcast. Yeah. Don't worry. It's was, the natural stuff. I was at the pool today. Yeah. DJ. It's too hot, man. I don't know how y'all do it. Brutal, man. Yo, listen, I was out here with Vito G one time. And me and Vito G were DJing. And at the end of that 45 minutes, I was in the bed in a fucking fetal position. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I did five hours. I actually want to bring up something with, uh, with Lauren Hill and Miseducation of Lauren yeah, Hill. All right. So that... I don't know how old that record is. More than 20 years old? 25 uh, years old? 95. It just, uh, 99. We just, it just yeah. had the 20th anniversary. 20th anniversary. Yeah. They're still fighting over credits of, of, of musicians and people who were involved in that right, in so, that album. So check this out. Wait, wait, wait. And I just want to say that as I, I do... Take one of your fucking uh, yeah, of course. Take two of them. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> take all three. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll take all three. <laughs> I want to I get back to this point, though. Uh, is that no matter what, whether someone is 50 years old, they're irrelevant or anything, I think they, no matter what is going on, mm -hmm. no matter how much of a scoundrel they are, no matter how crazy they are, I always think that they should have their credit due. Listen. And anyway, I'm not blaming you. Right. And I, I don't think you're responsible for that. But I don't know the, I don't understand the information. I don't have the information. I don't right. think even you do on how that happened. Right. But here's the thing. Right. I can tell you how it happened. Because you have people in khakis and a and a fucking chino shirt, chino shirt or whatever the fuck typing in stuff. It's not. It don't matter to but them. How many times have we we seen a, a record or a song on Spotify or iTunes and it's miss it's missing a information? Credit That's it, what I'm saying. Yeah, so, no. Hold on. So what I'm saying I, is I never seen that. So though. so listen, no. listen. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm it, just being honest with listen, you, school. Have you yeah. seen? I'm not accusing you. I'm not outside of outside of you. There's no motive. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not even mentioning that. But then why does this man come up here and do that to me? I I, I understand that. I'm just you saying. You can't walk. You can't walk scoop, me through scoop, it. Scoop, scoop, Let me let me speak for one Go second. On, do, I, do, I, do, I, do, what do, I'm do. trying to say is this: If I was a part of a record, and and obviously I'm not on. I'm not credited in that record. Already, I'm like the fuck. That what? hurts me. I'm already emotional about that shit. Now, I'm not saying that you you had anything to do with it, but if I was not talking to you and if I was already on bad terms with you in my head, right, it wouldn't be that far-fetched for me to think that you were behind it somehow. Not saying that you are. You think I have time No, no, that? I don't. No, school, but I'm, I'm trying to explain the... The, just to get a devil's advocate on what's Riz going don't on. don't come to me like that. I understand that. I understand that. I'm not blaming you. I'm just trying to explain 
the emotion behind that. Well, the, ma- the magnitude of the record also is a exactly. major player. That was not a filler record. That was not a fly-by-night so, so. record. I've okay. never seen a and record with means, longevity by like all means, listen, in my life. By all means, I think Scissorhands has everything in his power and and can change that. Okay, so listen. I think he should be responsible listen. for changing that and adding his credit well, listen, on. I but said, I don't know what he's doing, and I, I don't know that. I said in the emails yeah. and to Riz, just line it up. And I will go down to Spotify headquarters, mm-hmm. and I'll tell them to do it. That got met with, you don't need to do that. I'm going to do it. So why are you getting up here mm-hmm. trying to do that to me? I understand. And also, yeah. why haven't they done anything? Well, why isn't it getting done is the yeah, question. exactly. You need to ask that because I, <laughs> I offered my assistance. I said, just line up the things, line up the people we need to talk to, and I'll talk to them. He's met that. If you want to go through these emails... He met that with, I'm good, I'll do it on my own. Mm-hmm. But do you want to come on here and come for me? Nah, man, you can't do it. I understand So that. if he was to do something, that. he could change change this whole thing. Yeah. Well, he's addressed a few things. I think he's, he's, he said he fixed the uh, Shazam, I think, or something like that. Yeah. But but I did I did have a question while we're on this topic, uh, and it has nothing to do with like the data like the data entry stuff. But there is the uh, what is it? Is Fat Man Scoop's best feature? There's the album. Right. Was there any mention of them on that album, and who approved that well, artwork here's without the thing. them? I don't even remember that shit really. Okay. It's a, it's one because somebody showed it to me a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On on the cruise ship, it's like Fat Man Scoop's greatest, greatest hits. Yeah, right, right. I have no problem going to find that. Right. Okay. But I don't even remember. Yeah. No, do, you rem- just... do you realize that the sheer amount of records that I have released in my life and sample or whatever, I don't even really know. But I have no problem. I can sit here and say I have no problem. That didn't come from me. So you never got paid off for that album. Off for of what album? The that greatest hits album. Greatest, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. So you wouldn't you be suing them for putting here's, out music? But here, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you live in this business, you start to understand a couple of different things. You're not gonna get every dollar, and when you have a booking agent or somebody else, and money is exchanged between more than one person's hands, there is a possibility there's gonna be slippage. I don't have time to run that down. What I do have time for is to get my ass in that studio and do something that's going to make me halfway relevant. I don't have time for that. You know what I have time for? I have time for getting my brother to have Flip De Niro do a remix for me. Do something that's going to happen right now. That's going to help me feed my family today. Not running around like a fucking accountant looking for every second because you're not going to get it. That's part of the, every business has slippage. So do I have time to go back to 1990 whatever and find out about Fat Man Scoop's greatest hits? No. Guess what? Give you a good example. Turbulence. I haven't even done the, the paperwork with him. I'm just like, yo, bro, go do your thing. I love you. Because it keeps me relevant. He's a friend. He's probably going to put that record on Apple Music. But so what? Do your shit. Because I understand a lot of this is a business card. So if people hear turbulence in the club, if they hear turbulence in a stadium, it, oh shit, let me go get Batman school. I mean, it's, it's all about getting that, 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 perf- that booking. It's not about, you know, and that's, that's the thing. Even when you go on Beatport with the way the music business is now, I mean, everybody, I mean, whether we like to admit it or not, everybody's jacking music. You need to stay out there 
to get those those shows. And, and, and if you're a DJ, you want to get those those gigs. And, those and, and and in the world of music now having no value because of what Apple Music started with the ninety nine cents and what the streaming has now done, it means nothing anyway. You're fighting for something that's almost worth nothing. Do you know? I, I see. I oh, disagree. Like listen, I'm going to yeah, listen. Pharrell I'm Happy. Gonna, I'm, Remember I'm, those I'm, numbers with Pharrell I'm, Happy I'm, with the streaming? He made like fifteen hundred dollars. Listen, listen. Hold listen. Hold listen. 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 Let me just let me just say something to you, so you understand. It's, I don't think it's about. Hold, the listen. Listen. Here, but listen to what I'm saying yeah, to you, because yeah. I'm only talking about myself now. No, I'm not no, talking I about sister. This, you, the way the music has been devalued. You're not gonna be able to keep it. And I have to make a decision. Scoop. Am I'm I, very aware of streaming. Okay, but hold on. And, and hold that, but but let, me, know, let, me, yeah. let me just get this out. Yeah. I have to make a decision. Am I gonna spend my time trying to run down a record? Or am I gonna try to do the Blaster Jacks record? Here's the question. Here's the here's the thing though. You're not gonna spend the time, and I'm not saying you did anything, but it doesn't make sense for you to say, I'm not gonna spend the time to fix this. When it plays in your favor, because it's your only name on that. Listen, wait, wait. Let okay. me speak. Go ahead. Now, with that being said, do I think you had anything to do with that? I don't think so. Right. But so it's okay for a man to come in here and kill me. Over no, that. no, no. What I'm trying to say is this: there is something wrong going on with that album and all of these things going on. And I'm not saying that you're responsible to right. fix it. All right. I'm but, not trying to say that. Well, listen. Let, wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay. Let me finish. Go ahead. So what I'm trying to say is I don't think you're responsible to fix that, but you have to agree something's wrong, and you did agree that it is. Yes. And then you cannot tell me that these kids or people do not care about the credit because I think they do. And I think okay. it matters when a kid sees Be Faithful, Fat Man Scoop, and Crooklyn Clan. Okay. I so. think that matters. And if they click, like, well, what's Crooklyn Clan? And they click that artist and another Another list of songs from Crooklyn oh, Clan comes up. Wait, wait. It leads to something else. And then people are like, oh, Crooklyn. Damn, man. They had this. They had that. They had that. It's education, information. Right. And what that, what happens with that record that doesn't have that crediting of Crooklyn Clan is it is almost like rewriting history. Okay. So and you wait, 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 wait. It is almost like denying history of a song. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think that is extremely offensive. Okay. I don't think you're a part of it. Okay. But I, I, you have to agree. Okay, so listen. Something is wrong with that. Oh, listen, yeah. listen. I am in full yes. agreement with you. Yes. To the point that I went and said, yo, bro, I will go down there right. to Spotify. You don't have to but re-explain I, that. Oh, you listen. don't have to re-explain. I but agree. Then, I understand. Yeah. But then you tell me. Nah, bro, yeah, yeah. I'm good. But then you turn around and come over here and crucify me. Mm. That is what I have the problem. Okay, Scoop. Yeah. I understand that you try to fix it, and I understand ego and all of this shit got in but the way. There's no ego for me. No, no, I understand that. But maybe his ego got in the way. But what I'm trying to say I'm, is I'm, that. I'm, I'm, more, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. I just want to say that I'm more concerned yeah. about trying to do something for today. Because guess what? I, okay, listen. Well, listen. Let me just... It's, it's, just it's, hear me out. Hear me out. It's trying to say... But you, hear me out. I just want you to... Just please If just, I played guitar right, okay. on Thriller, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And someone's like, why are you worried about Thriller? Why don't you worry about now? I'm going to be like, like a double fear. Yo, bro, I got that. It was Thriller. Yeah, yeah, but bro, I got that. I got... Yo, listen. With the Be Faithful, I got that. I'm with that. But listen, I just want to say something to you. And you... Wait, 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 I, I just yeah, want... Let, okay, me, just, okay, let okay, me just say okay, what I got to say. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I said to the man again, I will help you. 
And I, what I'm Mark Petrico said, I will help you. To that reply, he said, no, we got it. Then he tries to come back here and crucify me. That in its nature is wrong. Now, what I said for me is this, and I can stand by this. I'm not, there are records that people, so that you understand, there are records that I haven't even done the paperwork. Right, right. There are records that, hold on, people, there are records that, what I do now is I just get the fucking advance. Mm -hmm. Here's why. Because the way that the record label game is and has been forever, we could play the creative bookkeeping game all the time. There's Horn. Yeah. There's a huge, huge, huge EDM star. I did a record for them. I'm not going to say who it is. I got a fucking royalty statement back for negative 18 cents. <laughs> How the fuck? Fuck How that? How the <laughs> fuck is this guy like that? He gives me negative right, 18 right, right. cents. I know the game, but I live in the game and I play the game accordingly. Now, if it is somebody huge, I want my money. Right. But I'm not I'm working I'm working for all these shots to get the big shot. All right. I'm gonna bring up something a little odd. Good. But it's something that I think I love this. How long we been here? I don't even give a fuck. <laughs> it I'm goes fast, right? <laughs> huh? I don't give a fuck. I'm, I love this. So, because I'd rather I'd rather be a man and address it. Go so ahead. I'm gonna bring up the movie Hidden Figures. All right. Okay. It was about black women. The who computers. Was a, who was a major part of, the, of oh, NASA yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. and the uh, and you know going to, space. Going yeah. to space and just mm -hmm. a and. It was such an education, and it educated a bunch of people that we had no idea that, that this the, existed. The whatever, the we had no idea this existed, and it really, I don't know, for me, it really hit me because I was like, why wasn't this out there? They were naming buildings after black women. They were, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was crazy to me, and I kind of thought, why wasn't it out there? Why? Why wasn't it a bigger thing? I mean, right. I used to, I saw Terrence like movies with Terrence Howard about like a black swimming team, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's or, important. Or, or beating, but I, beating chicks. Or, yeah, but I'm saying that like that's not as important to me as like these the, the contributions of these black women and, and what and they did for NASA and and just you know and the space program. I clearly, I clear, wait, wait, wait. I clearly understand. You. I, I the thing is this. You, you, I we you proved your point, and what I'm trying to tell you is this. You guys try to solve the problem, and what I'm trying to say is, how did that problem occur? How did it? How did the name get off of? How did the 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 greatest hits album happen? Right? How did the Crooklyn Clan name get omitted? How did all of this? And you're saying it was information lost, there was data entry, and it was all that. I'm and sure I know, wait, wait, and I know the record business has to be slightly more thorough than that. Okay, so let me ask you a wait, question. Wait, 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 but okay. I don't have the information, okay, like so I said. Okay, but I want to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah, of course. Have you, ever see, have you ever ran into a song on Apple or whatever that's had a mistake? No. I've always, never. every credit. You've never ran never. into a, sto a, a song. So you're telling me there's no mistakes on anything with Apple ever? There might be, no, but I've no never mistakes ran into with, yeah. with Shazam. I, I've, 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 I've never ran into, I've never ran into a miscredited, a song or a song missing a the credit. What like, I never saw Frankie Beverly, you know, with no so, mate. So, so let me ask you a question. Yes. Here, so here's, here's the thing. And I'm not blaming you. Right? I'm, listen, not, I'm not I throwing anything at you. I don't want it. I Personally, I don't. I but don't, it doesn't sound right. You but know listen, what I mean? I can't tell you that. I know, all I, I can know. All I can tell you is I even offered to fix it. I know, I know. And, that, and that's the thing that I keep saying. I know you try to fix it, and I know everyone's trying to fix it, and you offered. But my thing is... 
How did that even happen? Yeah, okay, I don't know and how. And we don't know how. Hey, listen, listen. And that's what I'm but, saying. But here's the thing. And yeah. I want again, I want people to do their homework. <gasps> right. Well, we For you to we say that homework. Apple Music or somebody never made a mistake is, is from a record that's from 1998, man. But that's a broad. That's a broad. Yeah, but we, I, I bet you if we go and look at a bunch of, of these, course, it could of course, be, of course, of right. course. Okay. But here's the bigger thing for me. But here's the thing: when oh. I when you type in Crooklyn Clan in there, do, do you get anything in Spotify? Oh, oh, oh listen. Oh, but listen. Yeah. Listen. And that that could be their fault okay, too. Listen. You know what I mean? So so yeah. again, I believe my personal opinion is it's data entry people. People that don't give a fuck about the music or care about what's what. I, I just don't. I don't think that. I think if you're, my job was data entry, yeah. I want, I want to make you guys. And, and I'm saying, I think what you're saying is valid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember I was at the Super Bowl in Phoenix with Batman Scoop. Yeah. Okay. The day they played, Missy Elliott performed their song. Lose control. Batman Scoop was with me. Yeah. Okay? He was literally with me in Phoenix. We were. I remember in I fucking Phoenix. fell out when that sh- happened. I was if like, "Fuck, I'm not there." Face oh. And the pain I felt that he felt. Right. Right. Because it would have. The next day, y'all the heard the largest platform ever. Missy right. name just yeah. skyrocketed. Yeah, but, but, I've never heard him mention it again because he makes a really good point. That's the game. It sucks sometimes, and I don't think it was him. Yo, I mean, he's listen. one of my best friends. Yeah, I, I'm obviously biased, bro. I think no, no, no. I'm not blaming. Bro, you're saying is valid. Yeah, you know so wild about. You know so wild about that. This wild yeah, yeah. about that. There are many a song. There are many a song that my vocals are on. That you, you don't never, have credit. You don't have credit. But you know something? I'm not crying about that. I gotta keep moving. I understand. So we talk about Fat Man Scoop's greatest hits, right? But but hold on, let me just get this out. Fat Man Scoop's greatest hits, yeah. right? But we need to also talk about how Crooklyn Clan made an entire site, used my voice a lot, mm-hmm. and I never got paid a cent for it. Mm. We got to talk about how I went when I when I tried to repair my relationship with Riz and Sis. I went and did a record. We were going to do a Rihanna remix, right? Mm-hmm. I recorded the vocals at Sis's house in the in in Long Island. At that time, he was with that Playgirl model, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Playboy model. Play, play, not, I mean, not Playboy. Playmate. <laughs> Playmate. Right. 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 I hear the record on another. Re- I hear the vocals on another remix. I call Riz because I always go to Riz first because I know that I can talk to him. Right. I go ape shit. Scissor says those are my fucking vocals. They were, they were recorded in my house. I do what the fuck I want to do with them. Okay. What about those things? Yeah. yeah. But you want to sit up here and you want to call me a thief and a liar. They and I, in the emails the man told me he made million off of CrooklynClan.net. I have made zero from CrooklynClan.net. But am I crying? No. Because that's the way the music industry is. I signed up. I don't have time. Because that's not 10 months of, nav- of, 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 of uh, 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 litigation is not going to get me nothing but a bill. I understand. And Sins yeah. will fight to his life to make sure I don't get that money. I don't care that's what i'm trying to tell you if you're going to be in this business at the level i am you have to have that because i'm going to tell you this and i'm going to leave you on this note you live by the gun you die by the gun i sampled people's shit that did not belong to me so i roll with the punches like a man 
That's yeah. fair. Bars. I understand what you're saying. Bars. So, where, where did pause come in? I said bars. Oh, oh. So, that, was a, so, that was bars. This has been a pause free episode. And, I wanna, and I'm going to leave you. This is a lot. I know I'm that Playgirl was pretty bad. I'm from Harlem, and I don't even <laughs> say pause. I'm, I'm the only Jew from Harlem that don't say pause. And I came up with Cam and them. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also said, and I'm going to leave you on this, I stole his sound. Okay? I want to say something about that. After I dealt with Left Riz and Sis, mm-hmm. I think I might have done two songs with other producers. One was Rihanna, I think Shake Your Keys or something like that. And then there was like another one, right? And I said to myself, I can't do this because it ain't mine. Ain't mine. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with the people I, I, I did it with. You ever heard no sample records from me? Because I'm not going to do that. I have to look myself in the mirror again because that's the life I live. He said I stole his sound. But here's the facts. Mariah Carey, not his sound, Grammy. Lose Control, not his sound, Grammy. Music, MTV Music Award. Timberland, not his sound, to, a, to an extent somewhat of a classic. Um, Skrillex, not his sound, Hardwell, not his sound. Major Lazer, not his sound. The problem is, and here's, and again, for all you DJs, Sizz wants to destroy me because he feels like I'm not supposed to be alive because he, because he made me, he's going to break me. But his negative energy is what's making me live. Because when you are negative, you put that negativity on somebody, it reflects to you. And also, he's a hater. Haters, hating is a form of cowardice. Hating is a form of cowardice. Because number one, you're not doing it to somebody's face. And number two, instead of, instead of hating, you're just saying, I'm unhappy because I can't get up and do it. Why is that? Why? I never hated on that man in my life. But he hurt me. He hurt me. But you want me to be Jesus. And I don't mind being Jesus four times. But I can't be Jesus 30 times. Mm-hmm. And there's a level to, as with anything, domestic violence, anything, there's a level where you got to say, you know something? I got beat up enough. I got to go. So if you say to me that I should sit here and allow a man to beat me up over and over again, what's the difference between that and domestic violence? Letting, them, letting somebody beat you up over and over. No, it's abuse. okay. He won't it's hit abuse. me again. I it's abuse. It's abuse. I understand it's abuse. I love scissor hands. There would be nothing else that I would want for us to be on a stage together. Right. I don't want his legacy gone. I don't want to take anything from him. I don't want to do anything at all. Because mm-hmm. guess what? I live because of the positive energy. I live because I did this for Young Sav, not for myself. That's why those records are booming 20 years later, because God put his hand on those records. He said, you know something? You didn't do this for you. You did it for him. That's why I'm winning. And if you look at Scissor's Facebook, look, do the, do the, do the, do the homework. Right, right. Look, at his, look at his social media. It's always <laughs> angry, bitter, Petty, uh, childish, everything. Mm-hmm. Look at it. Everything on his social media is all about that. 
He needs help. Facts. I'm not the man to help him. But if he came to me like a man, I mean that's true. I understand I would. that. Yeah, yeah. But you want me to be Jesus for the sake that I want to see y'all on stage together. Listen, that's why. listen, I know. listen to me. There is nothing in my life, and I've sweated up your jacket, so this is not <laughs> this is not going to be worth it's shit. Or good. maybe it might be <laughs> the Fat Man Scoop Sweat Edition. I don't know. But, sweat Edition. Who knows? But I'm just. It's always angry and negative energy, man. Mm-hmm. He sat here and tried to tell you, Crook McClare, Crook McClare, Crook McClare, Crook McClare. Oh, you know it's Crook McClare. 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 Listen, nobody cares. Work hard. Work hard. I don't just go, oh, you know it's Fabian Oh, you know it's Fabian I just get out here and work as hard as I can. I don't put it on that. And then the rest of it, on the rest of it, and I'm not trying to be nothing because I, I really believe in my beliefs. I put the rest on God. Frog, fully rely on God. I put the rest on Jesus, bro. Can I ask, can I, and I'm playing devil's advocate. Do here, it. Because we brought it up. I want to talk about the our sound quote that, mm-hmm. you, that you brought up or the comment that he did. Mm-hmm. So... I think what he was saying that when he said that I know was that you are sound. politicking for this man. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm Thank not. You. I'm not at all. Okay, go ahead. All right. And trust me, like, I have, you can ask no, Eddie. Listen, I have no reason. I, have I go no back reason. the longest with Sizz. I, I, you know, I know him very well. But I, I, it's not my job to take sides here. We, we want to look at this arbitrarily right. and a what, nonpartisan way. I mean, it wasn't and nonpartisan when he was up here handing, trying to hand me my ass. Well, uh, we were also hearing one side of the story. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean. And it, know. this is the thing that, that uh, when I think, and I'm only saying this because to me, when I see Scissorhands or when I hear him speak, I think it's 95% emotion. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's controlled by. Wait, wait. It is. It, it is a hundred percent emotion. Right, right. That's who he is. Right. It's mm-hmm. a very emotional dude. And, and the, the one thing I will say is this: that when he speaks, it's one hundred percent. I mean, ninety-five percent emotion. A lot of emotion to me. And I, I see when he says our sound, he means that the chanting thing, the the whole creation of yeah, you chant. I just, no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Right. I'm not saying anything. Who knows anything. what would have happened exactly. if I would have... Who knows? But I, I'm just, what I'm trying to clarify is that I don't, I, I, I don't think... I think he sees that, and obviously I think he's hurt, and I think he sees you out there, and I think he's hurt. And, and the one thing I will say is about Sis, and what I've always thought about Sis, and what maybe was more clear than ever during our interview, I do think he is a studio guy. Scissorhands might be. The best guy I've ever seen with a quantizer or whatever the fuck, a ASR, whatever. He he is literally yes, yeah. the best guy I've ever seen. Right. He is the most talented person on a sample machine that I've ever seen. Like Minus Premier or somebody like that that does other kinds of records. Right. He is probably one of the smartest people. Sizz was, I remember when I went to Sizz's house. And he was fucking with dial-up. Oh. I was like, what the fuck is this? He would put the phone on the shit. And, like, he was ahead of this. He right. was ahead of the wave 
Always. I mean, was very tech savvy. Was it that episode when he said, we're all nerds, we're all nerds here? And yeah. I think of course. He's a nerd. Yeah. And was, oh, no, he said, yeah. He said, and this is my thing, and I want to, this is you, my perception. Because you nerd don't have the right for you to hurt me. I know, I understand. But I also think that when you are the front man, right, and you're the back man, and I see him as a studio back man, back, background dude, mm-hmm. I think inevitably a jealousy or anything happens that gets built up and they see someone out there, they see this happening, and obviously he maybe plays scenarios in his head. I can't speak for him. Do you understand? Well, so, I'm, what, what I'm trying to say is that a lot of emotion comes out. He's not... He does not know how to, I, I guess, from what you're saying, uh, maturely voice it or express so, it to you. And wait, wait. And what what you get, like you said, in 90 seconds in, you get a tornado of, of fucking emotion. And then what I'm trying to say is that I think I, I'm not trying to say it's solvable or anything like that. So how do you deal? Exactly. How do you deal? I don't have the answer. How do you deal with a man? <laughs> That is uncontrollable, all that kind of stuff, right? How do you deal with it? If Joe Rizzo was Crooklyn Clan, he would have been on the road from the first show in Atlantic City. What else is there that I have to say to to get that point across? But I cannot do. Could you do it? Like I said, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Could you do it? No. It's just hard. Could you deal with that? It would be difficult, but I would give it. Uh, me personally, I would give it a shot. I had okay, I had somebody on. that I called my brother for a long time, and this is going to be a twenty second story. That did me dirty to the point where I haven't even had my worst enemies treat me like this. And you know what? I backed the fuck up. You know, he was reaching out to me. And I would pay him no mind because I, 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 I could t- sense the, the tone in his text. And I'm like, you're not ready to make this relationship work. And I'm not going to waste my time. And then one day, I, I fucking got this text. Long story short, our, our relationship now that we've addressed it, we, we, we probably have a better relationship now than we ever had in the well, last 25 years. Well, my, so. my, my question is. You could deal with it once or twice. Could you deal with it on a regular basis? This is the plain Jesus. Could yeah, you? Could you? Could you do it? I could. You know something for 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 Sis internally with all these emails and doing this shit all the time, and yeah. I could deal with that. But you took it here. Not not now. Now you're trying to embarrass me and impede my my power to make money. Mm-hmm. So what do you want from a man who is continually poisoning you and trying to hurt you? You want me to just continue being beat up and just go, oh, okay, and then, oh, okay. No, but that's the same. Would you tell, would you tell the woman to stay, stay with a dude who do that? So why would you tell me to do that? Well, the only reason why we're saying it. But I'm asking you, why would you tell me to do it? Because I think, I think maybe in time, but cool. we've been doing this I for understand, we've I been this been going on for almost twenty years the same shit. I just think it hasn't it has there hasn't been an actual resolution. You have to be you have to change within yourself. I, got, I know, I know, I know. I know but that's I'm my willing belief. to meet a man halfway anytime. Right. But you gotta come with that halfway. Joe Rizzo 
I can sit with Joe Rizzo. I know, I know, I know. Any day. I know, I know. I don't. I don't mean to bring this back up. I'm just. I'm just telling telling you from my point of view, and you may agree with me that I think. I feel like you guys are family. Wait, wait, wait. And when I say that, I think family is worth fighting for, and it does take time. Like, yo, there's times when on someone's deathbed, a resolution comes through. So we got to wait until one of us died to get this resolution. (laughs) Nobody's going to be on stage, bro. Yeah. I'm trying, man. Listen, as we say, we can't control them. So how do you work with a man? We've been going around, and this man is about to go into bed because he's fucking been DJing in the sun. How are we going to handle this? God damn it! Yeah, this I, sounds really well, but crazy. I, but I but this, I do but I do agree because there were there were a lot of parallels between Scissors, uh, um, him being a guest here, and Scoop. A lot of things you see coming up. Yo, I love this guy. I love that guy. We're family. He knew my mother. When you see this mutual love, yeah. I mean, obviously there's some, Bro, there's some substantial like wrinkles that listen, need to be I, ironed out. I would love to love him, We're, but you cannot love someone who continually beats you up. I Honestly, I feel like it's been over 20 years. I feel it's like, like it, 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 it feel doesn't like seem like it's going to... I feel like if you guys come embraced, together anytime soon. I feel like if I'm you guys embraced you. and hugged each other, it would be crazy. I can't even get to... <laughs> How can you embrace a man that tells you he's going to fucking kill you but on a podcast? Got, doesn't mean he doesn't yeah, mean but it. You can't do, but here's the thing. You can't do that because the people don't know that. I think they know that. I no, think know that. no, man. No, this is fucking this is fucking media, bro. When you say this, it's on the record now, bro. I feel I feel exactly How are you going to say that you had 100 goons in the club coming for me? I would never say that. I wouldn't say that shit to Bin Laden. So how do, how, why would you do that to me? I ain't never do nothing for either one of them but try to be forthright and real. I even took the loss with the millions that I could have made off CrookmanClan.net. Did I say anything? But you got this man out here attacking my character. What part of the game is that, man? Walk me through it. There's so many moving parts to this to, to this saga. You know, there's a lot of sad. moving parts. Just walk me aside through it. For, aside walk from the multitude it, of personalities that you deal with between Joe, between Scoop, between Ed, um, and also all the legalities involved in the type of music that was being made. But you know all something? All the loopholes. I don't, don't want to hear you want to hear something. I don't even know if I wanted to know all this information. Yeah, but, you about <laughs> but you got it. But you got it. But you got it now. You got it. But you got it. I'm gonna listen to Be Faithful and fucking cry. You got it. You got it. You heard. I don't want to put my hands up anymore. No. Here's the flash shit. Here's the flash shit. Here's the flash Here's the flash shit. We're going to leave on this note. We're going to walk out the door on this note, and y'all give me this or whatever y'all going to do. Because this shit is, to edit this is going to be like fucking editing Avatar. Uh, it's going to take me a long time, but I'm going to edit this shit. because I'm going to do my own It's editing. a good thing you got his dick rubbed uh, from yeah, your records. Good, Otherwise, you don't even want to look down there. Just, that's, that's your dick. You, you do what you want with it. Here's the thing. Here's the interesting part. Mm-hmm. Joe Rizzo has never done anything to me. So where's the problem? Again, I'm going to say this for the millionth time. If Joe Rizzo was Crooklyn Clan, we'd probably all be sitting here laughing right now. 
This is a man that I'm not afraid to say I fucking cried like a bitch. Tears. I ain't afraid to say it. I love that man. I mean, I've, I've never he, met anyone who didn't love Riz. Listen, I, mean, I love him. Yeah. I love him. He's instrumental in changing my life. He changed my brother's life. Him and Scissor. But you can't do this to me, bro. You cannot do this to me. Just like I changed their life. Mm-hmm. No matter what, no matter whatever, however, we will be in the Rap Hall of Fame for that one. Fat yeah, sure. yeah. Man Scoop, Crookman Clan is a phrase that fucking Hillary Clinton know. Facts. Madeline Albright, whoever the fuck, Tony Blair, <laughs> Tony Blair. Teresa yeah. May, fucking Kim Jong-il knows that shit. <laughs> I, I put it on my fucking life that Kim Jong-il knows. If you said Fat Man Scoop, Crookman Clan, Kim Jong-il, yeah. get this. <laughs> that little motherfucker. <laughs> He's the only man Obama know it. Obama know it. I don't fuck with Trump, but Trump know it. (laughs) He knows it. Pick, pick, pick it. LeBron James know it. Michael Jordan know it. Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody know it. It was a fucking the records are fucking. So I'm I'm stuck to them for the rest of my life. Yeah. When I made that phrase, Fat Man Scoop Crookman Clan, I didn't even know what I was doing. I said it to Flex, and Flex looked at me and said, yeah, that's kind of nervous. And I was like, yo, but it, it's, our, it's both our names, bro. And look at where we at today with that. Mm-hmm. End of story. Good night. Scoop, thank you for being here. Thank you. Fucking how long are we here for? No clapping. We're not in Hollywood. <laughs> we're, we're not. Almost three hours. Good. It's, it's, it's real. <laughs> Miles can come now, right? Huh? Mm. He's right in time. Team, yeah. Nah, he's he's off at three. He's got another he's hour. And he's off at three o'clock. Scoop one one last. Scoop, question. take a nap. We'll figure. We'll on finish on the record or off the record? <laughs> on the record. Uh, Eddie brought it up to me earlier before you came through, and I actually totally forgot. Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Al. Big Ali. Big Ali. Big Ali. What about him? I mean, we. You I mean, were obviously. A sense of inspiration for Big Ali. All right, Big Ali is Big Ali is, and we're talking about the Bob Sinclair record. Big Ali, Big Ali is the everybody dance now. Big Ali is the best friend of my DJ, my syndicated radio DJ, DJ Mr. Vince. Mm -hmm. So I've known about Big Ali forever. So I've known about him. I understand. I spoke to Big Ali like two days ago. Interesting. Okay. Um, Like you know, at this point, man. He's got to do what he did. That's that's what he did. You know, like, you could say flattery is the biggest form of, of admiration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm his father when it comes to this. I'm Big Ali's right, father. Like, like cool was, and just like, like cool, cool is my was. father, and fucking Dougie is cool's father, and Brucey e. B, and, and, Look, and Love Bug right, Starsky right, right. are their father, Hollywood. and Hollywood is everybody's yeah. father. It is what it is. Right. Okay. If I can bow my head like a man and say I give it up to the next man, Ali could do the same. Cool. Scoop, cool. cool. I, I think we all are really, really grateful for you to come through 
And we're actually, and I'm grateful I don't to hear know your how side. How long this yeah. fucking interview is going to be? And to hear your side of it. <laughs> you should, listen, you put this you as a box set. Right. This is like Avatar. You do this shit right. <laughs> I'm boxing. You got to do this shit right. It's like it's Avatar saga. 1 and 2. It's like right, a fucking yeah. saga, man. It's a saga. They're they going to listen, though. They're going to listen. It might be a two part. Oh, yeah. Listen. And Scoop, they're going to hear they're gonna hear your side and hear your truth. And I, I really appreciate it. I look, I, and I will admit that I was playing devil's advocate a lot with you. But it's just because that I wanted some answers and information that I, I didn't want this to end and be like, well, damn, I should have I asked you this. Know you know something? what I mean? Yeah. You know something? As I said when I hit you guys on Instagram, right, right. don't hold back. Give me everything you got. Because I don't want you to come in here and fluff me over. Because then the people say, well, whoa, he got fluffed over. Mm-hmm. Nah, you got something, you bring it to the table. And you are totally right about Apple and Spotify, listen, we could go in there and I'm sure we will find mistakes. But I'm I think sure. a lot of this has to do, you want me to be honest with you? Yeah. I think a lot of why it says Fat Man Scoop, honestly, hand to God, is because I'm the most relevant out of the three of them. So when the young kids or whoever's typing this in, just go, oh, Fat Man Scoop. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I worked for that. Okay? But at the same time, I don't want it. I wanted to say Crooklyn Clan because it needs to say Crooklyn Clan mm-hmm. because they were there to do it. Because without them, it wouldn't be no Fat Man Scoop Crooklyn Clan. I don't want to take you. I don't need your 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 piece like that. What I will say is that in my history, you will be removed. So I'm not shouting you out no more. I'm not doing that. I'm not talking about any interviews. In my personal history, you got to be removed because you show no respect to me. I don't need you to bend down or do whatever, but just show me some fucking respect like uh, like somebody who broke bread with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I ain't, listen, I know the music industry. I mean, we're here we're too, with you right now. We can see the pain that what what the fuck he said and, and you know, how much, you know, shit how is, much it hurts you. you this know? shit is terrible. Yeah. How do you treat your friends like this? Mm-hmm. How do you? What did I do to get this one? I can prove the paperwork. I can show the paperwork. You I want mean, to? Talk? I, I think it goes beyond that. Who cool. you, you can know you, what I mean? you yeah. can throw Fat Man Scoop's greatest hits. I can throw CrookmanClan.net. Every we got we got a bunch of shit going on. I here. mean, but, but besides the money though, we see like it, I don't it hurts. Care. It hurts. I don't care about the money. And guess what? Let's be real about it. Yeah, they made million or whatever the number was. Whatever the percentage of that could get me out of my alimony, I could use that. But I don't cry. I don't complain. I just get out here and work. Because you ain't getting shit from complaining. But more complaints. You ain't getting shit out of being angry and negative, but being more bitter. Mm-hmm. You, scissor ain't stopping this express. Because it's God. He ain't stopping it. With anything he do, he's not stopping it. Because it was done. It's God's work. And I hate to... Yeah, I know people going to think I'm, I'm like fucking... Uh, not, not, the, not the bishop, bishop of the Catholic uh, Church. TV That's Avengers. the kids. That's TV the kids here. Right? I'm not touching no kids. <laughs> They're going to think yeah, I'm going to think, think I'm Cleflo Dollar or, or Fred uh, Price or something. Right. But I honestly believe in God. The, the things that I say, man. I did this, I did this for Kendall. I ain't do it for me. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm winning. You can't stop this, bro. And every time you stop this, 
every time you have negative energy, a yellow claw is going to call me. Anytime you have negative energy, Khaled's going to call me. I could. He was saying that Cool was on the on the Khaled um, tour. Bro, my brother is part of his team. You don't think I could have been on that? Are you kidding me? I talk to Nasty all the time. We were trying to figure out days I could come out. I'm working in overseas. I miss the Chicago. I miss the Atlanta. I miss the fucking New York. I missed all of them because I'm working. DJ Core, I'm going to leave y'all on this. This is the last one. He said that he came up with the DJ Core record. Right? He said, I came up with the. the oh, right, it, he was did. Like, it was. Uh, it takes scoop. Right. It takes scoop. Right, right. yeah. I'm going to leave. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm deal with those two issues. The record became. It came. It, it takes scoop because we had to deal with Def Jam. It was Fat Man Scoop, Crookman Clan album. Mm -hmm. It wound up becoming Fat Man Scoop album. So what we going to call It Takes Cool on a Fat Man Scoop album? How are we going to do that? Now, It Takes Cool, and I even cleared that with Cool. I told Cool, yo, this is what I'm doing. Ba 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 Everybody knows that record. It, take, it Takes Cool. I'm not running from it. The way that record came about is... I had met Cool. We, ha I had, I mean, we had, I had done records and stuff like that. By now, I'm Fat Man Scoop. I'm legit Fat Man Scoop. So yeah. now, I'm running. Walt Reader Jr., who is DJ Cool's booking agent, was booking me too. So I wound up naturally meeting Cool. We were talking about stuff that we could do. It's like, yo, we should do a record together. And he was like, yo, I got it takes, it takes two, and he had the routine. He had everything. And he said, yo, let's re go record it. I think it was like in Raleigh, North Carolina or something. We went and recorded it. When I heard the record, it was good. But I went to him. I said, yo, the, the clan is going to put the hand of Jesus on this right here. <laughs> Trust me. They're going to put it down. So the reason I wanted to do, when he came to me with It Takes Two, the reason I wanted to do that is because of this. I had a personal connection to the record. Rob Bass came up in the same clique as I did. Mm -hmm. It was us, Rob Bass, a, a bunch of other unknown artists that you won't know, but they, they were that. We had, when it was me, Steve D, and Sean C, we had, we were you. Back then you had the vinyl, right, of the breaks. We were going to use the It Takes Two record to make a song. DJ Easy Rock, who was, was Rob Bass's DJ. DJ, came over one day. His name was Skip. Skip came over one day and he was like, we were, we were listening to the record and stuff. Skip was like, oh, yo, I need to borrow that record. And we were like, oh, yeah, because we, we're going to do this, Collins. right? He said, oh, yeah, but I'm going to use the other side. Four weeks later, we turned on the radio and heard It Takes Two and was like, oh, shit, right? Rob Bass went on to have a hell of a career with that record, okay? I don't take nothing from Rob because I love Rob like a brother. I don't got nothing to do with him. I don't even know it's if he crazy. even, I don't, yeah, even right? know, I don't even know if Rob even knew about it. Who cares? So you Some, didn't know he was going to use that beat? We didn't know. Wow. We, we, gave, we gave, Skip said, yo, um, can I borrow the record? And we said, yeah, we're going to use, because you know, we were in there listening. Ask, ask yeah. Steve D, ask Sean C, he'll tell you. 
You know what's so funny? It was an interview, um, and he claims that he didn't he didn't use the break off that record. He claimed that he had the original. Go do your homework, please. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying. Even um, the guy that did the um, Breakbeat uh, compilation, mm-hmm. Lucky Lou, Breakbeat Lou, Breakbeat Lou. Lou. Yeah. He even said it. He was like, "Yo," he confronted him, and Easy Rock was like, "Nah, I got this off of the original Bro, vinyl." I, this is what happened, and I'm not here to I'm not here to dirty up Skip name because I love Skip too. I came to a place about it. I was like, "Yo, it, it wasn't for me." That's what I'm talking about. I'm the guy that like, if it ain't for me, it ain't for me. Mm-hmm. So when, so when, the opportunity came to do that record, I felt like I was coming home. I was like, yo, I'm coming home. Let me do this record, please. Let me do this record, Cole. And you know something? The record became a fucking hit. To this day, I do it. To this day, they play. You still play. So, so when God got a plan for you, it's gonna happen anyway. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, I'm sounding like a televangelist in here, but I believe in what I'm saying. I man. think there's a lot of uh, like uh, Christian breakbeats that they could just sample yeah. from here. They could make a Jesus album on this. Jesus, Jesus part one. It's gonna be like 30 house records. Thank you, Mrs. Family School. Jesus part one. Let's go. <laughs> we doing this in Jesus' name. Let's do it. One time. Let's go, God. Let's go, God. We can do all kinds of stuff. But that was the truth. That was the truth behind that record. And that's wow. That that's, 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 that's amazing. Yeah, I would vibe the Let's Go God. I think you just let's created. Let's go, God. You better go record that shit. Let's bring it back, God. <laughs> Holy Ghost, bring it back. Oh, Holy Ghost, bring it back. So, 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 minus all the bullshit. Yo, please make a song. Please, like, call Kurt Franklin. If you like, got more than five hours in your pocket, put it in the basket. I've been, I've been, it's, it's wild because I've been going back and forth with Ty Tribbett. I don't know if you know who Ty Tribbett is. No, Ty Tribbett no. is a big, a big gospel artist too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I met him on a plane twice. I talked to him. We just haven't got to the point that we did a record. But, I feel like it's only right to do that kind of record. Long as I have the right intentions in my heart when I do it, all good. As long as I'm not fake, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll make a record called In Jesus' Name. I don't, I don't there you go. Know. You should, man. Yeah, you should. should. But, but, but that's Something to it. think about, man. Be that's really it. faithful. And I want to thank you guys for coming, for, com- for, for allowing me to come. Because if anything, Damn. I can at least have therapy on my own for four hours with this shit. Yeah. But I will say this is going to be like editing the Avatar box. I know. It's well, just, I'm going to have super but, fun with this one. But the, prob- the problem is, you know, I just, I felt I needed to address this. Because the longer you go on mm-hmm. and you don't say nothing, it's looked at as if, as if it's okay. Right. I would not be sitting in this chair if I was in the wrong. I would have took my punk ass back to New York and went and had a salad and mind my business. But I'm not gonna let nobody dirty up my name if if I'm if I'm in the right. And you know what? We we appreciate the the, you know, the high regard that you have for DJs, you know, and I think and, ben, and you, obviously you worked with them earlier in your career, so you understood how important they were. And I, I you know, I think Bro, don't nothing move without we're, you. We're we're a bullshit podcast. I mean, we're small and we're we're just a we're bunch just of DJs. Started. We're just you know, yeah. but I I think you coming on here, it's we have a lot of respect for you and well, you know despite what you may think of me well, with well, my not, devil's advocate bro, you, but, bro I respect you because know. you have the guts to say it mm-hmm. okay let's be honest here this podcast is small mm-hmm. if I wanted to be a dick 
I could take this to like DJ Envy. He's my next door neighbor. Envy is the one who got me into buying houses in Jersey. He's my man. He went to school with my brother. I could take it to Big Boy. My Big Boy has been my man for years. I could take it to Sway in the morning. Sway is my dude for God knows how long. I could take it to 30 different places that I could get more traction. But this is important because this is about DJs. DJs watch this shit. Without the DJ, you don't have nothing. Nothing. You have nothing. Because we could play, we could do what we want, but if that DJ don't make the decision to put your shit on, you are finished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. And fuck the big DJs that we all know. It's you guys. Because you the one in the lounge. You the one in the sports arena. You the one in the fucking club. You the one opening, closing, all that shit. You the one that has the power to play the shit twice a night. The big DJs don't do that. They put it out there, but they go home. So to me, it was very important to do that. In Jesus' name, I'm out of here. I don't I I, I spoke about Jesus how much. It's probably about 35 Jesus closes. A lot of Jesus royalties are going to come. You know, some Jesus gonna get paid. Jesus is gonna get paid. But I, 